0: Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Cued Up.
1: hey guys welcome to another episode of all queued up a brand new episode uh this is exciting one for josh and i very exciting one um i'm your host greg deets with me this is josh fisher as usual uh but we have somebody here that uh, has been a guest twice on the show but is now a permanent cast member would you like to introduce her josh
0: yeah if everybody would please give a warm affectionate welcome for Dame Betty Badger. She is now the third permanent member of the show. Uh, Welcome, Betty. How do you feel?
2: I feel fantastic. Thank you guys so much. I'm honored to be a part of all this and I hope I live up to everyone's expectations.
1: So uh, uh, the way this came about, uh, Betty, which I think is really interesting, Josh contacted me shortly after we did last week's episode. And he says, you know, we should have Betty on as a permanent cast member. And I thought he was kidding. Uh, The reason I thought he was kidding, not because of you, by any stretch of the imagination, but because it just didn't seem like something that we had ever even discussed. And I went went on a trip with my dad. It was like a two-hour trip. This was not DoorDash. It was just a different thing. But on the way there, we listened to the podcast. And I, I messaged Josh after we had listened to it because my dad was like, "God, I really like this this uh, this Betty chick. Like she's she's <laughs> really fucking smart and she knows what the hell she's talking about when it comes to a ton of stuff. Like, um, you guys should uh, have her on more often." And I said, "Well, <laughs> maybe we can." And I messaged Josh back and I was like, "I really think that's actually a good idea." And he was like, "I'm done. I'm down with it if you are." And I was like, "Contact her immediately." So. That's how that's how that came about, but I guess Josh wasn't kidding. I I just assumed. No, that.
0: I wasn't kidding. I actually, after her first appearance, I was like, "Dude, if she wasn't so gung ho about starting her own thing, I'd offer her a spot right now if you were cool with it." And I guess you know, after the second time, and then you listen to it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, we're, we're, Dad,
2: thank you for one. You know, <laughs> I really appreciate it, and y'all. I and mean, when I got that message, I mean, I was so excited. I was like a freaking kid running around the house. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I thought it was cute as hell. You know, I told everybody in my family, I was just like, oh my God, I got accepted on the podcast. They asked me to be a you know co-host. I was like, oh my God. My mom, she loves it. So, you know, I'm I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be here.
0: I'm, oh, I'm happy we're, here. We're, yeah, we're we're thrilled to have you on board and you know, it's, uh, it's exciting. You know, I was telling Misty about it and she thinks it's great. And, you know, I told, I told Sheena and she's like, that's so awesome. You know, just, uh, it gives us more of a, you know, we're going to have more different perspectives added to the show. And I think that we're going to have a lot more interesting conversations. Not that the conversations that Greg and I had were ever boring. Yeah. But, I just like having the female perspective and just in general, different life perspective as well to yeah. add to it. So to I was so thrilled
2: perspective in there, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Perspective. Oh, <laughs>
0: well, well, you know, yeah, that's the, what it the, is. <laughs> it, it's exactly what it is. So unfortunately we're not for Ben Shapiro because he likes the dry. He likes the depth.
2: Yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs>
0: The Uh, (laughs) We're not the DAP.
1: (laughs) Uh, I also want to let you guys know that we're, we're changing formats a little bit for the show. Not a ton. We still plan on reviewing stuff, but we've noticed that our discussions are a lot more fascinating. Um, So what we plan on doing is uh, for our reviews, they're going to be um, intermixed with full on conversation about other things. So just keep that in mind. Um, one of the other things is that our quote unquote uninhibited episodes might have like a short form review of something that only one of us watched or something that effect, um, things are changing up around here a little bit and for the better I say, uh, but yeah, if you're sticking around with us, thank you so much. Um, today we're going to be reviewing two shows. So let me, let me explain how the show works. If this is your first time listening to it, because I know we're going to have a lot of new viewers from time to time. Uh, What the three of us are going to do is is talk about two shows in their entirety on a internet streaming platform. Uh, This week, we have one from uh, HBO Max or just HBO and the other one from Netflix. Uh, After we talk about them, we're going to give them our final opinion and a grade, uh, which is a letter grade. And uh, that's that. Um, The two shows we're going to talk about today are Juwan Origins, which is on uh, Netflix right now, six episodes, very digestible, Um, and uh, the first episode of Lovecraft Country, which, by the way, we're going to be reviewing every episode as they come out until the end of October. Uh, So if uh, you want to hear that, let us know, because we're going to do it anyway. Um, and I know that a lot of, a lot of streaming stuff is going to be changing in that regard. Like Boys season two is um, like the first three episodes come out in one lump. And then every episode is one week after that. Yeah. So, so we're going to be reviewing that very similarly to this, but I'm excited about it. Uh. But yeah, I think that's, that's, that's it. And that's that. Uh, oh, one other thing
0: before we actually jump into the reviews. Oh, that's uh, right. Another Thank bit you. of an exciting announcement. Um, I recently signed uh, the show up on this uh, promotional service called Audrey, uh, spelled A-U-D-R-Y, um, and it's for podcasts to basically put themselves out there to collaborate with other like-minded shows, things like that. And within a few hours of me loading all queued up onto Audrey and creating the profile, we were contacted by a uh, talent manager out of a group called TMI Hollywood. They are the longest running sketch comedy show in Los Angeles. So they're essentially like Saturday night live, but totally theater based because they're not televised. Uh, They have a daily Facebook watch show because they can't do live shows right now. They have a daily Facebook watch show called TMI daily and then they upload it to their website, uh, tmihollywood.com as a podcast. They contacted us asking us to collaborate. So we're going to be on there, uh, on Tuesday, the 25th. Uh, we're going to be doing, I don't know if we're going to be on for the whole show. or just a guest spot. They're going to send us the details, but we will be making an appearance on there. On Tuesday the twenty fifth, so we're really excited about that, and I just yeah. wanted to to thank them, and especially thank Veronica from TMI Hollywood for reaching out and you know offering us the spot, and we're really excited and looking forward to this because it is a way for us to gain new viewers, and as well for them to gain new viewers, uh, which is basically what this platform is all about to to help expand uh, viewership and listens. So
2: yeah this should be interesting i'm excited
0: yeah yeah and to have you come on you know we can talk about you being a new addition to the show as well uh it's just lots of exciting things are happening and i'm really really looking forward to all this
1: yeah the the show's the show's revampness is is i'm so it's a breath of fresh air it's nice especially after this year being so rough on us <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, specifically, you know, for everybody, but even more so for you. You guys now it's uh, wildfire season, and you guys had fire tornadoes this weekend.
1: Yeah, sucks. It's honestly been over a hundred for the past seven days, eight days. Like every day is over a hundred degrees, and uh, previously the 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 I fucked up. The car's old as shit. Well, all the shit in regards to how often it was driven. It was like one hundred and sixty thousand miles in four years. But, um, I accidentally like ran over a curb and it jarred the fucking entire, um, air conditioner unit to get all fucked up inside the car. I don't know what's wrong because I don't know air conditioners or cars that well, but I know that that's what caused it. And, uh, the, um, the biggest issue that came from that was, you know, we, we want to work when it's hot because people are ordering because they don't want to leave their house. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I'll give you an example of a situation that happened recently that was really shitty. So again, with no air conditioner, no way to keep stuff cold in my car other than putting it maybe in like one of the um, hot bags. But that's not for cold stuff. It just kind of keeps it cold. Um, they're insulated bags, so it's the best we can do. And, have you thought uh,
2: about putting a cooler back there?
1: We Yes, but we don't have one. And uh, I, I'm thinking about... Trying to get maybe like when a, a styrofoam one or something to that effect, but um, when the AC units running when the AC is running in the car, it's not that big a deal. Like it, it nothing oh, melts. Yeah. Uh, somebody ordered two slushy drinks that were you know coffee coffee slushy drinks from um, twenty minutes twenty minutes away. So by the time I got her food to her, which I had to deliver a different Chipotle order before that, by the time I got her drinks to her, like a solid inch of it was melted. Um, and she ended up giving us like one star on the app, which really pissed me off. Cause I explained to her, like, I'm sorry. I tried to get it here as fast as I could. That was a 20 minute drive. Like, I don't know what you expect. Um, I didn't say that to her, but that's what I was, I was like, yeah. what you want from me. Um, so that was really upsetting, but we went in and, and traded that car for a different car, just sum it up as best I can. And that has an air conditioner in it. And, uh, it's it's night and day. Like it's so much nicer because we don't have to sit in a hot car in a hundred degree weather. Even if we're driving, it's still rough because it's just it's just like hot air being blown on you.
2: Yeah. I had a car not too long ago that the air conditioner did not work in. And even here it it doesn't get up to a hundred degrees, but we have high humidity and it gets to the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. and you know you could be driving down the road with both the windows open but if you don't have air conditioning you're going to be a hot sweaty mess by the time you get anywhere around here oh yeah oh, yeah yeah.
0: the humidity here is just so nasty oh. it
2: clings
0: yeah but this, it's, this it's,
2: the area used to be a rainforest so i uh, with global warming we might get back there you never know right
1: i uh God, I don't remember when it was exactly. 2015, 2016 somewhere in there, but, 2016 when you went to North Carolina? Yeah. Uh visited my friends in in Raleigh and it was uh it was at a time it was it was winter-ish. I want to say winter, maybe going into spring. It was
0: the end of January. Uh ah. first um, of February because no, that was the year spring. they put
1: this was different. This was this was the this was the one year that Magfest tried to do their entire convention in uh, the first of February, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was like the <clears throat> first of March mm. because I remember. I remember I was there for six weeks, and it was like I it went into. Uh, well, I know you
0: were there through your birthday at least.
1: Yeah, I, I was there for way the fuck too long. It was it was it was one of the late ones. Now they now that's back to like early fucking January when they do it now, but. Um. Well, before COVID, um,
0: you stepped off the plane into
1: the humidity of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, like the 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 big thing that I remember was getting into Hutch's car and I was having trouble breathing. Like I was like, "This is because yeah. because where I live is in the Valley of California, which is very dry," and being in north carolina and raleigh it's super fucking thick with the humidity so it was always like everything felt like my clothes were sticking to me and all this kind of shit mm-hmm. and um it was it just it was so fucking hot and humid and then we went to uh maryland to go to the Magfest, which is in um where national is national harbor national harbor thank you and it's it's as dry as california it just straight up is. And I like, I'm walking around the convention center. Just like, I can breathe again. La la la. (laughs) Where everyone else is just like, my fucking throat feels like it's closing. It's so dry. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. This is great.
2: Yeah. I mean, the humidity here is insane. I mean, even in the house, you keep the air conditioner on and stuff and the humidity will still get up to like 50% in the house. It's so wet here. Sometimes you'll just walk outside and it's like walking into a sauna. Literally.
1: Oh, it's oh, awful.
2: Yeah, it's um, Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's 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 definitely a dry heat in California right now, which is worse. And we even had an overcast the other day, like a thick overcast where there was an occasional uh rain, but it was still 103. And that was awful because it was just hot. It was just super
2: yeah, cold. I couldn't stand that. I'd rather put up with this. I think <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got mad and put on Twitter. Um, this uh, person uh, they ordered Chipotle, didn't tip, so I was only getting paid three fifty for the order, which one fifty of that was coming from uh, extra uh, money from delivery. So it'd only been two dollars regularly. Um, and uh, when I got to their apartment complex, it was a, it was a four story uh, apartment complex where the stairs were outside. Um. Oh no, it was jamba juice that she ordered. So it was it was uh, a big tray that I had to hold with two hands, and I had to walk four flights of stairs to deliver their food to them for no tip in a hundred hundred and four degree weather. I couldn't use I the handrails because you in had both hands like, full. <laughs> yeah,
2: been like you need to meet me downstairs. <laughs> I don't no, walk up steps.
1: <laughs> so one of the things that uh, uh, DoorDash does now that I know that Grubhub and Postmates don't do. Is um they give the customer the ability to, to rate the the uh the dasher. What this does is if your rating gets below 4.7, you lose the ability to dash whenever you want. This is super helpful for my dad and I, considering my dad is disabled and he has to come with me because I don't have my license. So if he's not in the car, if he's not with me, um I can't do anything uh legally and uh so, so that's that's the big issue there. So for him, where like some mornings we we'll want to leave at eleven, he's just like, oh, I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> we have to leave late. If I schedule a dash when we you know we don't have the dash whenever we want, um, if I'm late by ten minutes, they completely cancel that that schedule. And then if again if that schedule has gone and I can't and I don't have the top dasher ability then I can't just start dashing if the area is great. So having this ability to dash whenever we want is super, super fucking convenient. And I want to keep that. So even though I had to walk four flights of stairs, even though I had to deal with that in 140, 140 degree weather, I still text them a picture of their food on their doorstep, which they asked me to do and said, have a nice day. Smiley face. It's wow. Because that's customer service. You have to deal with that sort of thing, even if someone's kind of being shitty. Well,
2: you know, I don't like interacting with people face to face much either. But (laughs) even when I order pizza, I go outside and meet the guy. You know, I mean, I do the chatty thing. I put on a bra. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm I'm with you. I do. the supposed to do i do the same thing i don't i don't get why people honestly if you order if you if you don't tip your fucking service workers like you're kind of a piece of shit straight up.
2: you are because you know that's how this industry works and if you can't afford to tip then i'm sorry you can't afford to eat out
1: it, yeah 100% agree 100% agree
2: i've been a waitress um, you know <laughs> i have great empathy for these people <laughs>
0: <laughs> I delivered pizza for eight and a half years, so I'm of the same mindset.
2: Yeah.
0: Nothing worse than going out on a long delivery and then having to wait on the customer and then getting stiffed on top of that. Oh, my Ugh. God.
1: Those those are the kind that I just want to fucking huck their pizza at them, like fucking hardcore softball pitch into their nuts. I'm
0: going to tell a story right fast, of the most vindictive thing I ever did. I never tampered with anyone's food, like spitting in it or anything like that. Never. I never did this... either,
2: but I saw someone else do it. Does that count? I've
0: known people, I've known people that have done it. There I was didn't say one anything. Customer, <laughs> there was just one customer. She would never tip ever. And she was very hateful to me, specifically to me. I don't know why everybody else like, Oh, she's nice as hell. This woman was not nice as hell to me. Uh, she lived in one section of town that, took usually close to with if in heavy traffic it would take you almost 10 minutes to get there she called and ordered a pizza and said to deliver it to her home got there and she wasn't there i called the store and they said she she's not there no she called back and they said oh she just called back and said that she had to go to work to deliver it to her work now the problem with this is it's 25 minutes away. I had to turn around, go all the way back, and then another 10-15 minutes out of the way to get to her. And then when I got there, she wasn't there yet. She wasn't even she wasn't at home and she didn't go straight to work. And I still had to wait almost 10 minutes on her. Well, what I did because I was so angry at this, because this is literally taking up almost an hour of my time, and I'm missing out on money, and I knew she was not going to tip. I took her pizza out of the hot bag. I opened up the box and I stuck it in my floorboard and I turned my air conditioner vents on max, uh, all the way high and mm-hmm. put it in the floorboard. The air conditioner blowing right on it. Her pizza was stone fucking cold when she got it and I didn't give a fuck. And she called back and said, this pizza's cold. And they said, well, you ordered it an hour ago and you weren't there until almost yeah. an hour later. Who so yeah, that? it's going to be cold. And she bitched about it
2: but and really, wanted a free who one. That? Who, who orders a pizza and leaves their fucking house?
0: And then isn't even in the location that they said they were going to be at and tells you to go somewhere else. That literally takes 25 minutes to get to in heavy traffic. Uh, and, you know, ugh. so, yeah, see, I didn't I don't feel bad about. Food. Yeah, I did not feel bad one, one bit about making sure that pizza was ice fucking cold.
1: I wouldn't have either. No, I, and honestly, there's a lot of situations where if if DoorDash didn't have this like rating system, I'd I'd, I'd care. I'd do more in regards to like, oh, you didn't want to fucking tip me, or you wanted to make me wait outside, or to, like you know, climb whatever. Um, I I there's there's a lot of stuff. Like my dad was like, oh, if we didn't have to deal with this, I'd fucking yell at him. I'm like, trust me, I'd want to as well. But I don't even interested. know if
2: we have DoorDash around here. Do
1: we? But
0: we don't. Uh, we we have no delivery service of any type in my town.
2: I mean, like,
0: we only have maybe six restaurants. Yeah, you know, we've got a McDonald's that's housed inside of a gas station, so it's not uh-huh. even a whole McDonald's. We've got a Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, a Hardee's, which on the west coast is Carl's Jr., um, a Subway that's also inside of a gas station. And uh, a locally owned uh, uh, Mexican restaurant. That's it. And yeah. none of them deliver.
2: And, you know, if you want to go out to eat at another place, I mean, in a different city, it's, it's, you're talking at least a 30, 45 minute drive. So everything mm-hmm. would be cold by the time you got it with a, a, you know,
1: delivery service. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing about like doordash that really drives me nuts is when they're like hey so we want you to go pick up this ice cream and the delivery place is like a 15 minute drive good luck and i'm just like i don't have a cooler and why the fuck are you ordering ice cream if you live that far away like there's got to be a fucking other ice cream place that's closer for fuck's sake they I mean, have really.
2: unrealistic expectations
1: <laughs> i guess
0: That's people. (laughs) People actually having unrealistic expectations. Get the fuck out
1: of here! I
2: know, right? You wouldn't think (laughs) it, but it's crazy. It's like an epidemic. (sighs)
1: Um, well, we should get to reviewing and stop bitching about idiots out there because we'd be here all fucking day if we did that, right? Um, so yeah, guys, like I said, we're gonna review season one of Juwan Origin. Uh, it's it's all on Netflix. Six episodes, super easy to fucking watch and digest. Uh, Yeah, I don't know where to begin with this one. Josh, do you want to give a quick synopsis? I mean... If you can. If I can. Yeah. um, It's... The way I did it with my mom, just briefly, was like, you ever watched The Grudge? And she was like, yeah, "Yeah, I watched The Grudge. And I said, so it's based off a Japanese franchise, and this story is the origin of that house. And she was like... Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is apparently the Juan franchise is a legendary horror franchise in Japan. Uh it's this is Japanese Netflix original. Um and it's the origins of that house. Now it's um, yeah, it's hard to describe. I was like, oh, this looks kind of creepy. Let's watch this just because.
2: Yeah, I like the grudge. What... It scared the crap out of me. You know, I'm not gonna lie about that. It really did. But this was
1: <laughs> not good. We can just say no it. no,
2: it wasn't. It was not good. It was confusing and it was very over the top in some areas. What the fuck is up with that goddamn telephone?
1: Uh <laughs> the that wasn't the one that like that thing to me was more like we were, we were envisioning his, his psychosis versus actually seeing the, the, the phone inside her stomach, um, which then was later told us to not even be real regardless. Uh, and then, the, 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 but the thing that really got me, and again, big fucking spoilers for anybody listening, big spoilers. The fuck was with the spontaneous combustion? What was that? <laughs> Japanese ghosts
2: are very... Frickin powerful man, Apparently. they are overpowered. We, this is something my husband and I have discussed multiple times because we love horror movies. But Japanese ghosts, they, I mean, it's like think about it in the second grudge movie, that bitch follows them to America. That's dedication, <laughs> that's just too much. I mean, American ghosts, we follow you... across the country,
0: so <laughs> you'd have to say that ghost really held a grudge, huh?
2: It uh, really did. <laughs> Against um, the wrong people, though. Oh, dude! I dude, mean, it's dude. like you look at them wrong, and they're like, "You got to die." You looked at me. What is up with that?
1: This I, show you I, know way better job of timelines too.
0: This well, see, this this show the uh, that rape scene. I couldn't. believe. Oh, that was horrible.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. Well, and then imagine, she married him. Then well, she married him.
2: What but, the hell? Okay. I had to after watching this I had to go look up somebody else explaining it okay I had to watch somebody else explaining this on YouTube because I did not get it Jeff sat here and watched it with me and we're both just did we miss something I cuz I really don't understand what's going on here and apparently you know in the background he said he's talking about you know if you if you're watching this in the background, that when they've always got the TV on, there's bad shit going on the TV. And basically, mm-hmm. that's related to the house, too. All of this has taken over the entire country of Japan, apparently. I mean, it, it was so very all
0: these drastic. horrific stories of these, you know, women being found beheaded and child bodies that apparently were their children and this and that. All of that was tied to incidences that occurred to
2: the house. house. Yeah. Hmm. And being a woman who's had a baby, seeing a woman like that is, yeah, that that was probably the most horrifying part of the show for me. It's just dead woman on the couch, baby belly cut open, telephone hanging out of it. What the hell is going on here?
1: Yeah, like that, It's it's really funny because that scene didn't gross me out. It was the scene in the jail cell that grossed me out. <laughs> Like it was gross, don't get me wrong, but it like I was like, uh it's 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 clearly like it's 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 a movie. Like it's it's whatever. It um, is.
2: It but it was it's weird. It was I mean, I I, I could I really honestly I could not follow along with it. And I typically don't have that problem. Typically I know what's going to come before we even get there. With this one, I you know, again, I had to look up somebody else explaining it to me after watching it because I didn't get it.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between sh- skirting expectations and uh, making no goddamn sense at all. There's a difference, and I think this show just kind of hits that. Like, I what the f- what was that? Do you want to explain it to me? Because it doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense. Um, yeah, I'm it- wondering. I'm wondering if you need to
0: have more knowledge of the franchise, because I know the franchise itself has a lot of entries in Japan. There's a video game, there's books, there's, like uh, there's one, two, three, four, five movies. I was off by three. Um, there's also uh, two reboots and then one crossover with The Ring. Uh, so they actually crossed over the Ju-On with the Ringu series. So yeah, there are eight movies if you count the two uh, reboot films. Gotcha. So, and this has been going on since two nineteen ninety eight. 1998. So maybe you have to have a lot more backstory and why it was so difficult for us to follow along and get into. Because you got to remember it's a Japanese web series that was picked up by Netflix. So,
1: right.
0: of course, it being popular in Japan. Yeah.
1: I just assumed Juan was like an anthology series where every movie was different than the last. Like it was a different story, a different haunting about a grudge like ghost.
0: Apparently but. it is, I guess,
1: but tied to that house specifically. Gotcha. I don't know, um, man. Like, I, I don't, I, and it shouldn't matter per se, because if you're making a show, off of a franchise that we haven't had in this country for like, we haven't, it hasn't been a big deal for that many, that long. Like why make it that obtuse and confusing?
2: Well, I think it is for, you know, and not only do you have to know the franchise probably, but you also have to probably have a better understanding of Japanese culture. Mm I mean, because I do watch a lot of Japanese horror movies. It's one of my favorite things to do because they are interesting but they oh, yeah. are different you know they have different expectations for their supernatural things and so it can be confusing to somebody who doesn't share in that culture until you understand that oh okay this is why this is happening cuz you go and read about it or whatever i i don't I, I get- think that it, it i don't think they necessarily had to get that confusing they should have done more explanation you know I mean, maybe something to give you more understanding. It's like there were things in there it's like, is this going to come in in the second season? It's like when um
1: I the mother heard-
2: the mother accused the daughter of uh seducing her father, but then when she got raped, she was a virgin so but that was never mentioned again. so what's going on there, and her mom's dead so
1: i think I think my argument for the idea of like if, if you need the knowledge of other uh, Juwan movies to understand what the hell's going on here, I think that's a really bad idea. And I'll kind of give a reason why. Um, Halo 5 failed spectacularly in the storytelling because you didn't just need Halo 1 through 4, which everyone had kind of played up to that point. You needed. The first three books of the franchise, you needed uh, a sideshow that came only on to the Halo Waypoint service, which was something you had to download individually and have Xbox Live to watch it. You had to to have played Halo 3 ODST, which a lot of people didn't. Um, You needed to have played all the multiplayer stuff, which came out over the course of two weeks and a second year of it in order to understand half of the characters that existed in Halo 5. That's a problem to me. So
2: basically, you have to be a hardcore fan to understand yes. it.
1: Yes. So, so when I when I heard, you know, when I hear like, oh, you have to watch all this other Juwan stuff to get what's going on here, I'm like, that's not good, though. No, that's not. So.
2: And again, I think was it, it for what it was. It was very, you know, it's a horror series. Yeah. Yes, it is. But. It's not one that you can just walk into and go, Oh yeah, I could totally follow this because you can't. You can't. You have to have lots of prior knowledge of things because otherwise it's not gonna make sense to you.
1: I also never felt unnerved. Like I never felt a spine chill situation.
2: No. No, yeah, but it, the it was only graphic. Time I
1: was bothered was the rape scene.
0: That was a lot more graphic than I anticipated. Oh,
2: yeah. That was, I didn't like that. I didn't like, again, the the pregnant women just hanging out with their bellies cut open. That freaked me out as someone who was given birth. I was yeah. a little taken aback by that. And, you know, again, it's, it's graphic. It's not really as supernatural as I thought it would be. I wanted more ghosts. I wanted more grudge ghosts. I wanted a bitch on the ceiling with a hair sinewing out from her. You know, I didn't get that.
1: I was kind of disappointed when it came to the part for the uh, thing, which was in both the Japanese version and the American version. Yeah, Uh, but instead we got married together, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was not scary at all. Yeah, it just sounded like a smoker trying to fucking clear the throat.
2: What? I went back and
1: watched. I've watched it with original Japanese language. Uh, and it sounds the same. It's it's not good.
2: Yeah, I I was not impressed.
1: Well, let's go ahead and and give our final thoughts and uh, grade, and then we can go on to our uh, subject that relates to it. Uh, Betty, why don't you go ahead and go first since you're our newest castmate?
2: I will have to give it a hard C. I mean, you know if. If you know about The Grudge, it's probably more entertaining to you. As someone who did like the movie, you know, that was 15 years ago because I was pregnant when it came out. I remember that. Uh, It just didn't meet my expectations. There was a lot of gore. It was very graphic, not as much supernatural scariness going on. So it it gets a C, C C-minus. That's
1: the best I can give it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Josh? I'd give it a D.
0: I just thought it was dreadful. Um, Yeah. It wasn't very good. Uh, It wasn't very entertaining. You know, I like the occasional horror thing. You know, I'm not a huge horror junkie. But I thought, you know, I saw that movie, and I realized, I remember, I didn't care for the movie it had been so long ago and my sensibilities have changed i was like maybe i'll like this knowing that you have to have so much prior knowledge for this to even remotely make uh sense in a story purpose As just yeah it's it's as a standalone thing it, i don't recommend it it just
1: wasn't good now yeah. um i'm going with a d on it i think uh the 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 stories that were told that explained why the ghosts were in the house in the first place was an interesting concept but not giving proper time frames when they happened not uh maybe making the entire show like like episode 1 is about the characters we'll see in episode 6 and then and then 2 through 4 or sorry 2 through 5 are about the um you know like individual stories about how the ghost got into the house would have been one thing but it just wasn't that it was something completely fucking different and i was like yeah they know. were
2: trying to tell a lot of stories at one time and it was like you couldn't follow all the storylines you know as they were happening it was it was convoluted
1: it was very convoluted um i also there's there's a few things that happened that just don't make any fucking sense like again as i said at the top of the, sh- the top of the conversation like that spontaneous, spontaneous combustion at the end doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. I don't get it. I don't get what it is or why it's there or what the point of it was. It just happens.
2: Yeah. I And again, having watched a ton of Japanese horror films, I understand. You know, sometimes there are things that I don't understand why they happen, but they do. And it's like, okay, well, the rest of the movie was good. I, I can accept this. But the rest of the show wasn't good. It just, you know, it, it didn't hold itself together cohesively enough for, you know, me to be like, eh, you know, I just don't care. You know, yeah. I was confused afterwards. And, you know, I'm looking at my husband like, did I miss something? Is there, do you have secret knowledge I don't have? No, he didn't have it either. You know, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 I think if, if, you know, you want to tell a good ghost story, you need to have, unnervingness in it like if you watch um uh haunting of hill house one of the greatest things about that is they have actors in the background that are just dressed as ghosts yeah like you'll spot them occasionally straight up like i spotted like maybe two but they're fucking everywhere like watch a video where people point them out they're fucking everywhere and the whole point is to make you fucking have that like Oh, ha! ha feeling that, the that sense of
2: somebody being there and you not knowing they're there.
1: You know that, mm-hmm. there, but it's
2: the character brilliant. doesn't, and you just want to scream, Oh my God, you know?
1: yeah, it's yeah, it's, I love so
2: Haunting a so Hill House. That was, yeah,
0: amazing. I rewatched it recently and I rewatched it about a month ago. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the new season.
1: Yeah, you know, Haunting a Bly House or Bly Manor is going to be fantastic. Um, at least I hope it is. It's almost by the exact same people. So, uh, well, there yeah, you go, I would
2: recommend people check those out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe stay away from Jew on Oranges if you're looking yeah. for more of a supernatural thriller because uh, Jew on Oranges doesn't meet up for the supernatural. If you like Saw, if you like graphic horror, that, that's probably more your line because yeah. it's
1: graphic. Torture porn can Not be interesting it can be interesting if done right. Like I've talked about this before that saw the first saw movie is fantastic. It's it's, it's not, it's not directly torture porn. It's, um, it's the idea of, of, of a man's morality. Like what's how far does that line go and that kind of stuff. And the sequel tries to do that. Not very well. And then three and on, it's just like, what cool new torture devices can we put on people's heads? It's like, all right, well, I guess. Um, and from a, from like, a. uh, FX perspective, where like you know, you know, the time and effort that went into making that scene look as cool as it can for the sake of gore, like that's impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the storytelling is terrible in Saw from like three on. Um, but I wanted to talk about, or I wanted to bring something up because I thought it'd be a good time before we get into Lovecraft Country. Um, Betty said that one of the discussions she wanted to talk about is uh supernatural stuff. Um, what exactly did you mean by that? Like, are you talking about Cause I, cause I consider anything that's well, not natural, supernatural.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, since we're all in quarantine and all that stuff, I've been watching a lot of YouTube and I got off on a kick of supernatural videos and, you know, just little things that people have put on YouTube, people collect them and put them into like, you know, top fives and stuff. And it's, I would have to say mostly for the supernatural for me, it would be ghosts. You know, what is your, what is your limit
1: with a ghost?
2: I mean, how haunted does your house have to be before you leave?
1: (laughs) I don't believe in ghosts in the first place. So I don't, I don't know that. You don't. So you've
2: never had any experiences.
1: Well, I have. Um, And, and I, I, this is going to sound really weird, but I've had experiences in my life where, I can't explain what I saw or heard, but I don't believe that we have spirits in us that can, con- or can, can conjure up a, an affirmation afterwards. Um, I, I believe that what is happening uh, is our, our minds playing tricks on us. So when you think about primitive man, caveman, whatever you want to call him, Um, they didn't have explanations for things. They didn't understand how the brain works and all that kind of stuff. So when they would see things that, or hear things that their, their mind couldn't, didn't understand, they just make connections and they say like, oh, that's a spirit from like my ancestor, or they just, they make connections based on what they do know. And I think people still do that to this day. Um, so when you're you're alone in your house and it's kind of dark and, and, uh, you hear the floors creak or you hear a sound that your brain doesn't quite recognize, there's a, there, your mind tries to make a quick connection to that, tries to go like, okay, I need, I need to make sense of what I just saw or slash heard. And, and, um, that's why I believe, I don't think anybody's technically crazy, (laughs) uh, but I definitely don't believe that anyone has actually ever seen a ghost. Um, I think what's really funny to me is that the people who do uh, ghost hunting and they get EVPs or they get something caught on camera, that is literally just our minds wanting to hear certain things. Um, so when they, they turn up the audio real loud and they hear like a, a voice or something, it's either a, 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 um, a radio signal that's being sent that, that the audio gets picked up from the, uh, from the recording device uh, or Or there's something else like in the distance, because you have to turn up real loud to hear something, and then there's just a, "Oh, I want to make this make sense, so I'm going to say that this is what I heard." And people just kind of go with it. it's It's the power of of suggestion.
2: I would agree with you to an extent. I do think that a lot of what we we think of as supernatural activity is probably just everyday shit that we can't make sense of. You know, but I do, I I don't believe in God, but I do believe that there's something. I mean, hell, it might be a glitch in the fucking matrix for all I know. You know, I mean, that's as good as any explanation, you know, I mean, but.
1: I also have to very clearly say, like, this is a, uh, an assumption on my part. This is not like. I don't ever want to be that type of person that says they're a hundred percent correct or uh, uh, correct on something that is a, is uh not a hundred percent factable or fact checked or fa whatever <laughs> I, like do we know one hundred percent that ghosts exist absolutely fucking not so why sit there and say that you're a hundred percent sure they don't exist like it doesn't make any sense to me so i well, don't
2: yeah. I mean, I, Yeah, I mean, I would never say I'm 100% sure about anything, even atheism. I can't say I'm 100% sure there is no God. But if there is a God, I can say I'm really pissed off because why aren't you paying attention? But, you
1: know. percent sure there is no God. But, you know, I'm not. Yeah, 100%. I mean,
2: <laughs> and I get that, I get that with um, supernatural stuff as well. And it's like, you know, I was telling my husband watching all these videos. It's like, well. You know, here we go. Here's the proof. You know, I'm joking, I'm being facetious about that. But some of it is, it's like, you know, some of it you're watching, and it's like that doesn't make sense. I can't find an explanation for this, you know. Yes. And I try, my little scientific brain tries to make sense of these things, but I've also had experiences. I know Josh and I talked about this, he's had an experience um, that that leaves you going. Yeah, I think this is possible. You know, it's like one of my experiences um, and you can chalk this up to whatever you want. But when I was like eight years old, um, I'd gone to bed one night and I had a window above my bed. And I heard somebody call my name. It sounded like my parents. It sounded like my stepmom called my name. I heard Elizabeth really loud. So I got out of bed Went out to the living room, and I was like, did y'all call for me? And they're like, no, 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 you need to go back to bed. So my dad walks me back there, and as soon as we open the door, the window falls right where I would have been, where my head would have been. It would have crashed on my head, you know. And I, for me, I was shocked. My dad was shocked, and, and, you know, here I am at 40 years old, and I'm like, that's kind of like a guardian angel experience, you know. It was weird. It was very, very weird.
1: I think for me, that is, again, another situation where you want to make sense of what happened because it was a death situation. I Um, mean,
2: it's a coincidence, obviously, you know, but for me, it's like, wow, that that's one hell of a coincidence. You know, I'm
1: just but I used to be be the, the skeptic asshole that would sit there and tell people like, No, you're just being crazy. Like, I would legitimately do that for a long fucking time. And it wasn't until a situation where a friend I knew whose mom had committed suicide. And um, she would sit there and tell me, well, I think my mom was visiting me and and helping me and all this kind of stuff. I never once ever told her. Because of that situation, I learned very quickly that a lot of the time people experience ghost stuff is for healing. Yeah, it's Um, comfort. And I don't want to take that away from people. I never yeah. want to take that away from people. Um, if, if you want to have a conversation with me about ghosts and supernatural stuff in general like that, we can have that discussion. But um, if you tell me like, hey, I saw my grandpa who died you know, two years ago standing above my bed at night telling me that he loves me. I'm not going to go. No, you're just you're fucking nuts. Like, I'm not doing that.
2: Oh, yeah, because that'd be rude.
1: It's Even if I you don't
2: mean. believe that's just rude, because apparently they get comfort from it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: then there are other things. It's like you know, you you, especially in America, we have these major hauntings, like you know, haunting in Connecticut, Amityville, and you've got these poltergeists. I don't know how else to put it. These people swear up and down they have literally lived through this. I can't say I wasn't there, but I can't judge, and my judgment is who the fuck sticks around. When they're being thrown up against a wall by an unseen force. Oh, we can make this work. No, you can't. You can't make this work. You know, obviously the ghost has all the cards. You're not going to win in this situation. Get the fuck out. And it's always the men who are so disbelieving at first. As a woman, I've noticed this. Men, the dads are always like, You're just seeing things, Carol. You're crazy. Uh, You know, and it's like finally at the end of it, they're like, Holy shit, it's a ghost. No shit, motherfucker. We've been telling you this through the whole thing. Now you catch on. You know, that has to be your family in peril before you decide to go stay at a hotel for the night. Because I wouldn't stick around for that. I mean, you start throwing knives out of the kitchen drawers, I'm gone. You can have the house. You can have everything in it. I will start anew somewhere else. Not happening. Nope, not happening. Yeah. And that's what I wonder about. Is, you know, it's like all these people who say that they live in these situations. I'm like, are you crazy? Why do you put up with this? If this is really going on, why would you continue living in this situation?
1: Uh you know I I I've thought about that too when it comes to specific situations and and something that is fascinating to me is that people have a tendency to find an excuse for anything. Um they uh I don't it's hard to explain from my perspective because in my mind my brain is telling me my my thought process is telling me that it's not an entity slamming them against the wall. It's them doing it themselves. It's a, a form of psychosis to where that's, that's what's happening. Okay, but say you're
2: in somebody's house. They're swearing up and down it's haunted. You're part of a paranormal group. All of a sudden, a kid just starts levitating in the air. Are you going to stick around? Are you going to get the hell out of there? Even if you don't understand what's going on. What are you going to do? If, if I saw to
0: look for wires first.
2: <laughs> no, I'm out the door. I mean, I'm just like, nope, see ya, this is not my nope. <laughs> you,'m know, just not doing it. Just-
1: yeah, I was going to say that that like what Josh said, like that's my that's my whole thing is'm I'm, I'm too goddamn inquisitive to just leave. Yeah. I, I want to know what the fuck I just saw.
2: I am inquisitive. I am inquisitive, but at the same
1: time. I'll stick around and tell you what I find out. Yeah, just,
2: I'll let you yeah. all do that. You know, right, I'll come no, back no. when I know it's safe.
1: Yeah. I think in that situation I am the skydiver and you're like, I'm not fucking jumping out of a plane. Oh, uh-uh, no. Fuck no. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't I don't feel the need to uh walk the thin line between death and life, you know. I'm not one of those people. No. It's like skateboarding? No, I might fall. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, So yeah, I guess for me personally I mean, I've seen so many of these videos at this point Because I just, you know, when you watch something on YouTube It starts recommending that stuff time after time after time So it's just like, yeah, why not? I'll just watch it And I've seen so much stuff and it's like, why? Why would you stay there if this is really going on? I mean, if you think that something is scratching you if you think that something is harming you or your children, get the fuck out. It's that simple. Get the yeah. fuck out. You know, it's, yeah, you might go bankrupt, but welcome to America, where most of us are. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's when it comes to, and I, and here's the thing: is in my mind, supernatural isn't just ghosts. It's anything that people like to try to say has happened. Um, I, I kind of put aliens in that category or at least did um, until recent, you know, uh, reveals. Ah, oh, from-
2: So the government reveals got you thinking, huh?
1: Oh, I need facts. I need it. I need, I need like solid facts in order to kind of have maybe more of a skepticism in my brain. And there hasn't been any for ghosts. Um, Cause nine times out of 10, it's, it's like, some param- paranormal organization that already believes in ghosts, so they're going to find what they can, regardless. Uh, whereas for me, I I need like solid evidence and um. Having- you're Shane
2: and I'm Ryan
1: from BuzzFeed
2: Unsolved. You're you're Shane. You're you're oh, the yeah. skeptic. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm the dude jumping on the fucking bridge, going, "Come at me, devil." This is my bridge now. Like, I'm absolutely that guy. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm not. I'm like, stop doing that. You're going to taunt it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to follow
1: you home. Quit. Yeah, and that's the thing. Also, like, being a skeptic, like, that word always has bad connotations because people think it's just somebody who doesn't believe. Straight up. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I'm definitely not that kind of a skeptic. Like, I don't believe, but I'm not trying to make you disbelieve. I think yeah. that's another angle I want to throw in here that I, I want other people like me to to remember. This type of thinking for people is actually very helpful psycho- psych- psycho- psychologically. Yeah, um, it's it's, and I don't just mean like oh I saw my dead relative. No, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about having this fun thing in their brain. They want to believe in Loch Ness Monster, they can believe in Loch Ness Monster. They want to believe in Bigfoot, let them fucking believe in Bigfoot. It's doing nobody any fucking harm. Period. Like, there's no reason to be a dick to these people. There's no reason to sit there and say, oh, you're a fucking idiot because you believe that you were abducted by aliens when you visited fucking Alaska that one year. No reason to fucking tell that person otherwise. Period. Um, Unless it's like they're poisoning. (laughs) Yeah, it fucking could have been anything. <laughs> um, I, that's another thing. I think most alien abduction stories, and I say most because I don't know hundred percent sure, uh, especially with recent evidence. Um, I think most are, uh, um, uh, sleep paralysis mixed with, uh, um, knowledge of movies. Um, so one of my biggest things about like ghosts and 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 aliens and. Bigfoot and all this kind of stuff is is based on how much we absorb of media and that our brains when dreaming kind of gather, kind of grab whatever they can that we experienced and uh, in relation to grabbing whatever they can from what we experience either throughout the day, throughout our life, yada yada yada, like our mind can't make up a face, it has to have seen it somewhere before Mm -hmm. so um Anytime we have sleep paralysis, uh, our our brain is still in a sleep state. So we're going to experience things that are unnatural, that our brain can't wrap around. This is why people get sleep paralysis demons and stuff like that. Uh, So I believe, and I, I use the word belief because there's not a whole lot of evidence towards it. I'm just, this is speculation based on other knowledge that I have. I believe that Alien abductions are sleep paralysis mixed with knowledge of aliens. Um, I believe that abductions are no different than seeing a sleep paralysis demon in the long. Interesting.
2: Um, uh, it's it's interesting you bring that up because I actually have a sleep disorder. I think I've mentioned it here before. Um, I have a nightmare disorder and REM sleep behavior disorder. I've actually experienced sleep paralysis. It's very fucking not fun. You know? <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. Um, and you are correct that we we absolutely gather knowledge from what we know. And I am an odd man out when it comes to having a nightmare disorder because they typically recommend people Avoid things like horror movies and horror genre and all that stuff. Anything scary. I absorb it because I think personally it helps me with my nightmares. Because if I watch somebody else going through it, if I experience it while I'm asleep, I have a better understanding of how to handle the situation. I'm not so scared. Because what I go through on a nightly basis would probably have most people pissing their pants And I'm not lying about that. It's, I have very, very vivid nightmares on a nightly basis. And when I fall asleep, I immediately go into REM sleep. There is no downtime for me. So I can sleep for 15 minutes and I can dream. And it's it, it's very messed up. It's very messed up. There's not there's really not anything they can do for it. But yeah, sleep paralysis. I could totally get that. Um, you would have to more than likely have a more than passing interest in aliens for that to be what you're experiencing. Well, that, that's that. the funny.
1: It's, it's funny you mention that because nine times out of ten, and I say nine times out of ten because that's roughly the percentage. Um those people are already into aliens they they yeah. already kind of watch those things and um and I've kind of noticed that about people who've seen ghosts too like they're into that kind of stuff they they'll watch the ghost hunter stuff and they'll watch um stuff on youtube or whatever and they so they they kind of already that's already in their head yeah um but again and I, I want to emphasize this like it's doing nobody any harm by telling them that they didn't experience it. To me, to me, telling somebody who experienced a, a, a ghost sighting or an, an alien abduction is on par with or sorry, telling them that they that that it's wrong or that they can't do it or they can't believe it is to me. It's on par with. Um, uh, ah! Whoa. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I just had the thought. I just had the fucking comparable thought in my head. God damn it. Oh, it's like telling uh, um, a gay couple they can't get married because it somehow ruins the sanctity of marriage for you. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't do me any fucking good. So no,
2: but I think when it takes over someone's life, like with an alien abduction, that that becomes a problem. That's I, think when becomes a problem. I think that becomes a problem.
1: I think that becomes a problem for the people involved in that person's life. Uh, for me personally, if I don't know the person, I I'm gonna let them do the thing. And a lot of those people, too, will go to conventions and spend or and, and buy things that they really enjoy or uh, sell things that they think they have. You know, like I get where you're coming from with that. Like the dude who believed that Earth was flat and threw a, flew a rocket you know, into the sky and then died. Yeah. Like, that's a problem. But <laughs> for a person just to believe the Earth is flat, the fuck ever. I don't care.
2: Yeah, you just you know who they are. I like to know who they are, so I don't have to interact with them
1: on a personal basis. I had a friend. I had a friend ask me one day. He was like, "So, what do you think is worse, flat earthers or anti-vaxxers?" And I was like, "Anti-vaxxers." And he was like, "Why?" I go, "And I go because they're harming children."
2: Yeah, (laughs) they have an impact on society. Flat earthers (laughs) do not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Unless they launch a homemade rocket into the sky and then you know just crash.
1: You just mentioned that two seconds. I ago. know you pulled. The I main.
0: know you had. I know you had. <laughs> I listened to it, but that's you an impact that he made. Yes, <laughs> play. <laughs> that's impact what I was trying really. to go with. That's tr- what I was trying to go with. You said, you know, flat earthers don't have any impact on society, and I was like, actually,
1: yeah, this guy it. did. I want. I wanted to rip you apart for for fucking making fun well, of me for not listening to your ending then- on the podcast.
2: They have a much smaller effect on society than anti-vaxxers, do. I'll put it that way. Yes. Yeah. I, I, anti-vaxxers, uh,
1: not no, even. They're the fucking worst. Um, but, yeah, I think you know, that, that, and that's just how I want to look at supernatural stuff. Because, to me, even believing in God is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I tell people, like, I just don't believe in supernatural stuff, I kind of tie all of that together. Um to me ziptocruology, sorry, cryptozoology is supernatural. Uh zodiac stuff is supernatural.
0: Like Bigfoot and the mothman and things like that.
1: Yeah. All of that, all that counts as supernatural. I say the zodiac too, because telling me that the position of fucking celestial bodies somehow determines my mood for the day is such goddamn bullshit.
2: Well, not to mention that these celestial bodies have actually changed positions since the Zodiac was incorporated. So it doesn't really actually jive anymore with um, what was actually intended.
1: Right. I also, there's a, there was a test done that I always love to talk about when, when talking about Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Is that um, a, uh, a classroom, a full class of kids, like I want to say it was like 25 kids, uh, were all given a piece of paper. And it said it had their zodiac um uh information like uh reading or whatever I don't know what to call that like it basically had a thing on there that was about their personality and how they're feeling for the day, and um the uh the teacher then said okay so you're going to put the piece of paper after reading it face down, and I want everyone in the classroom to raise their hand and tell me if uh. If they feel like it fit their personality and like, you know, however many kids raise their hand doesn't matter because the point of the test is then the teacher then says uh, raise your hand if you got this particular one and starts reading it and every kid raises their hand. Um, the point of the test is that right that like if you go to the newspaper and you read your Zodiac information for the day, it's just it's just made of shit. Your your mind wants to make that connection, so that's why I don't mm-hmm. believe zodiac stuff.
2: Oh yeah, they're all very extremely generalized. They could fit anybody. Generalized. That's yeah. just depends on what you put in front of it.
1: Yeah, um, but like, again,
2: <laughs>
0: Mercury uh, is in retrograde today. Avoid every toxic day. people. Well, you know what? It's a good idea to avoid toxic people every day, anyway.
2: Yeah, the whole mercury and retrograde thing Is bullshit anyways Because we know that's not how it works Planets don't go backwards
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy So gra- Steve, Gravity works it, in serious ways, right guys? When it, when <laughs> in, yeah.
0: yeah, for some reason For some reason it makes things You know, stay down But, um when it comes to the supernatural side of things, you know, like spirits, ghosts, things like that, I've never really been a believer. I've always been more fascinated with the cryptozoology side of things when it comes to the supernatural, like myths and lore of specific creatures. that's you know, as, as a kid, I was fascinated with Bigfoot. And still, even today, a part of me believes that there may be something out there.
2: Oh, you're but, not alone. Jeff believes that too. But he, he argues I'm that not. all the time.
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of forest out there that we've not encountered. Very yeah. few people have encountered. And there's video uh footage of things that make you think possibly, but you know, he's blurry. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna see him in focus. He is blurry. Um, as Mitch Hedberg used to joke.
2: Yeah. Nobody gets up close and personal with Bigfoot, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but there are things out there, I mean, in deep forest and you know, we, we were, we are discovering new species on a regular basis, almost mm-hmm. as much as we're exterminating them. That's um, what
2: Jeff says. This is <laughs> why you two, you two remind me of each other a lot because you have very similar brains.
0: Mm, well good thing that both of them are in our heads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um but I've always been fascinated by like, you know, those type of things and the supernatural lore of other countries. Because America's just boring. Yeah, we got ghosts and witches. Well, no, yeah, well,
1: we give me some
0: Yeah, well, that's more Canadian. Um but yeah, give me some give me some Icelandic shit. Give me some Jotun. Give me some, you know, crazy uh, Norse mytholo- mythology and things like that. I, I'm just uh, always been more fascinated with those kinds of things.
2: I love mythology. Um, mm-hmm. I especially love Greek mythology, and Norse mythology. Those are my two yes. favorites. Uh, the Greek gods were all cunts. That's just... Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Vindictive,
0: vindictive ones at that.
2: This yeah, is what
1: the entire plot of uh, The God of War Games is about. <laughs> but
2: when it comes to... I would say I'm like a strong believer in the supernatural. I do have skepticism. I don't believe everything I see. There's a lot of shit out there. It's just stupid. But... For me, I think that a lot of things that we talk up to supernatural probably have a scientific explanation we just don't
1: understand yet. Exactly. exactly, This is exactly where my mind goes every time. Yeah, because,
2: well, there's things out there that happen to people that, you know, well, look at what we have today. If you went back just 100 years ago, people would. Call you a wizard, you know, mm-hmm. or a demon or whatever, because you have this high technology. And
1: they'll still go back to the uh, scene in um, uh, the third Ninja Turtles movie where April O'Neil has a fucking Walkman, and everyone's like, How'd you just shrink a man down or a, a band down into that little machine?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I try it not, not to think that. of that
0: horrible movie. <laughs>
1: very much part of my childhood Josh
0: <laughs> you had a shit childhood
1: Greg excuse me I watched uh, a Secret of the Ooze more than I did that movie I've watched that movie like three times in my entire life okay.
0: also a shit movie Greg I, you are the worst type of person I really am I really am but if so you want to anyway. compare Ninja Turtle movies the first one is the most superior
2: <laughs> oh my god um.
0: what have you gotten yourself into
2: yeah well it's like with aliens um i i do not believe we're alone in this universe i do believe there there has to be something out there there are opportunities for making it here
1: can i probably not so good before you finish that thought can i can i tell you something that i heard I, i listened to the other day that goes in depth of how you can look at different alien life Sure. So th- there are uh, different levels of energy consumption that you can base on how an alien race would survive out in space. Um, there are different phases. So the first phase is where we are. <laughs> yeah. so in fact, the first phase is where we are. where we're, we're still burning fossil fuels and things like that to get energy. And, and our, our spacecraft has to have an immense amount of energy in order to escape the, 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 the gravitational field. Level two is like colonizing planets. No that's a joke. big leap. Yeah, it that's is. It is a big leap. leap. But there's a reason behind it. So phase three is not colonizing planets, but using multiple planets as energy. You're able to siphon that energy from those planets. And that's how you get energy for your for your own planet, for your spacecrafts, whatever. The fourth phase
0: some galactic shit.
1: Pretty much is. The fourth phase is uh, uh, siphoning energy from stars. Um, The fifth phase is siphoning energies from whole galaxies. And then the last phase is like siphoning energy from objects that we don't even know exist yet. Like things beyond black holes. So, uh, uh, and a lot of theoretical, theoretical scientists have talked about these different forms of energy. And if our society has been around for let's say 200,000 years and I say, yeah, I'm being very generous with that. Um, if there is an alien race that has been able to travel in space and move, they're likely using the second phase, not three, four five, like, And if, and that was the thing, keep in mind, if there was a race that was using three and four, we'd know it. We'd see it with our, with our, um, uh, technology that we have here on Earth where we're able to look at celestial bodies.
2: But would we? Could I mean, if well, we, they're that high in technology, wouldn't they also maybe have a way of hiding it from us?
1: It depends. I guess, you know, you're not wrong on that at all. Uh, but the, the theory is that, like, we would see a star disappear. <laughs> we just see it, poof, it's gone. Um, granted, it, you know, we'd know it years after it happened because it did light years.
0: Exactly.
1: But, um uh that's maybe how' we that's what a
0: supernova is,
1: which is why a lot of them think it's just it's just number two where they're going to planets and finding the the fuel that they need versus like taking the just taking the planet's energy um so I think that's why it's a probability that aliens have been here on Earth because they're just looking for fuel on this planet, which then they go oh, there's a race there that's developing. Let's not fuck with them. Or they're like, we could go and talk to them and see if they have the fuel that we're looking for, but they're killing each other. So hey, maybe not.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want to come to this planet as an alien right now. <laughs> yeah, I'd that's just be like, most, we're in a bad neighborhood. Lock the space doors. Yeah. <laughs> most days, I don't want to be my on this planet
0: as a human. Mm. You know? I- I'm telling you, man, it's just people can suck. Most days, I'm just like, I don't want to be on this planet anymore. I agree, but but yeah, if they're if they're out there and they're passing by, they're rolling up the windows and locking the doors. Absolutely. Um, which yeah, is a mean, move that racist people pull? But,
2: how, if if we go from step one to step two, I mean, that's such a big leap from. We've made it to the moon. To we're light years away, colonizing planets that aren't even in our solar system.
1: And and yeah, one of the big things that that's been discussed with these different phases of energy consumption is um, it's it's like centuries of time. Like it's it's so far between each phase that it's ridiculous. But it's it's based on how uh, a, a civilization would get their energy.
2: Yeah, and but I also look at um being the anthropologist minded person that I am, do you think a society, even an alien society can make it to that point? I mean, knowing what we are doing to ourselves right now.
1: And that's exactly where the argument lies because if, if there is a, if there is an alien race that is spacefaring, has come to earth and has, uh, um, looked at us that they're likely in phase two but is it possible with with what we've seen from our telescopes well from what we've seen from our satellites is it possible that another alien race could possibly be at phase two where we're not or like and and based on our dedication to science I think, in in my argument, is that it is possible. We don't know how old the universe is. We don't know if another galaxy has birthed an alien race millions of years older than us. We don't know. So, to to signify that it doesn't exist, I think is very ignorant. But to go, "Mm, I don't know, is probably the smartest way to handle it. Yeah, "Yeah." I mean, I
2: wouldn't think that. You know, again, I absolutely the universe has created life on planets since planets existed and life could be had. How many of them have killed themselves off? Because we're close to that. You know, the clock's (laughs) so close to midnight right now. I mean, are we going to kill ourselves before we can even get past phase one? I think it's likely.
0: Yeah. High probability. All signs point to yes. (laughs) And is that
2: when somebody goes, okay, start the simulation over, flip the switch? You know,
1: I, I I'm I don't like the
0: idea of being an NPC in someone's su- su- I simulation. I don't like it
2: either. I don't like it either because you know whoever's controlling my sim can go suck it. I don't <laughs> like you. Okay. <laughs> that's,
1: that's another one that I that I always find. You said sim, and it reminded me of the whole like we live in a simulation situation, which is I'm sure oh, what yeah. you were talking about. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Um. Like Again, even then, I'm like, stuff. I don't know.
2: Glitch in the matrix. Maybe this is a simulation. Maybe what we see of a supernatural is just a glitch in the fucking matrix.
1: I totally yeah. agree with you. Like, if this is a simulation, like whoever's running my my avatar, fuck you. Yeah. Shut up, fuck you. You're making <laughs> the, the worst
2: bastard. stop
0: <laughs> Can you can you save your in game currency and get me some better upgrades? Come on.
1: Right.
2: It's rosebud seventy nine, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Use God, it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the supernatural angle of of aliens, I think is is something that is in, more interesting than not. Um, but it's really really hard for me to sit there. Like I I do have more belief that aliens have been to this planet than not. Um. Do I believe that they've abducted humans? No. <laughs> I'm still I'm still very on the no on that, but I don't know. I just don't know. I, I full on don't, don't know. And I think saying I don't know is probably for any of the supernatural stuff for ghosts, for uh cryptozoology, for any of it. I don't know.
2: I got my when husband was... a t shirt for his birthday. It's got an outline of uh, Bigfoot on it, and it says world hide and seek champion. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. The only way you can lure him out is with Jack Link's beef jerky.
2: That's right.
0: Wow.
1: I was not expecting that. It's a great it's joke. That's with
2: Sasquatch. <laughs>
1: you know, um,
0: when I was four years old, to this day, I still see it clear as day. I saw something hovering in the sky in Florida. When I was four years old and ever since then, I'm like, we're not alone. I don't think we are alone, you know, with the Pentagon declassifying information and saying, yeah, there's unidentified uh, aerial objects out there. We don't know where they came from. We don't know if they're such advanced craft from another nation, which that terrifies us or if they're from another planet, which terrifies us you know which is more scary obviously the other nation because they're right here to me because if they're from another planet they're not fucking with us in a yeah. way that's killing us all at once you know um but i swear to this day i saw a ufo when i was 4 i remember it clear as a bell it was hovering in the sky it was late in the afternoon um it was just there and i was looking out the door and you know, my mom and her two friends that we were there with all came out where I'll just looking up and then boom, it was gone.
2: Okay. I've seen looking a wild. UFO. I saw one when I was 18 and it freaked me out. Didn't know what it was. It was nighttime. It was not moving like a plane. It was way too big to be a plane. <laughs> And it was just there in the sky and there were lights flashing. It was triangular shaped and there were lights flashing and at the different ends, but it wasn't like a complete just flat triangle on the bottom. It kind of triangled again to the, you know, at the bottom. So there was a light Mm -hmm. there and a light on the two sides. And it was, it was spectacular. I don't know what in the hell it was. But I, just, I saw it. I will never forget it to this day. I saw it. I know it was there. You know, I wasn't doing drugs not back then. So <laughs> I think that yeah, started it's... after the UFO sighting. <laughs> well,
0: this 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 was after my uh, my afternoon milk and LSD snack. Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know.
1: Well, there we? I, uh, coat, I coat my popcorn with just a sprinkle of LSD. So uh.
0: yeah, there you go. There you go uh but yeah yeah i i'm the the thing I saw was very angular, but it was also a mixture of like a triangular shape, but with uh an arc on the back end that what I assumed was the back end more arrowheadish i guess, but, but yeah the back end is wild uh it' was just that you know uh never really spoken about it publicly, but hey.
2: Yeah, I don't go around telling people I saw a UFO.
0: (laughs) Maybe what I saw was real. Maybe it was a figment of my imagination, but it had such an impact on me at such a young age that I've never forgotten it. How many people remember a lot of memories from when they were four years old?
2: Yeah, I don't. Not
0: many. Yeah. Not many at all.
2: I have a few memories from back then, but not many. I, I would say seeing a UFO would stand out in my mind.
0: I had a physics teacher swears to me up and down that UFOs existed in high school, and that he and two other friends and one who was also another teacher, um, they uh, they swore that a UFO landed here outside of this town, and they actually went up the boarding ramp and were in a cargo hold. They all swear to it. The, the, the Teacher and two other friends, and they got the f out of there. <laughs> That's how he put it.
1: Um, my uh, my dad, when I was a kid, um, my brother and I were really into aliens and ghosts. So he would make up stories on the on the spot, and I re- the one I remember the most that had to do with ghosts and aliens. And it was this uh, it was the story that he it was I don't remember the details exactly, but I do remember enough that it was like these two boys that were brothers. Clearly, you know, Josh and I. Uh, (laughs) They were playing Mario Brothers one night, and suddenly they saw a light outside, and they went into the barn, and there was the, you know, a a ghost standing there telling us to run because aliens were coming to get us. And then the aliens abducted us, and then wanted us wanted us to help them play Duck Hunt. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay. I remember it like it was yesterday, but we were always afraid to go into that barn after that. (laughs) So I bet. (laughs) <laughs> fucking that that barn was old and rusty and full of everything that could kill us. So mm,
0: mostly tetanus and probably a few very large fucking rats.
1: Yeah. Uh it was also very creaky and and like going to fuck like it like about two years later, it just it just fucking crumpled. Like it was that poorly structured and old. Yeah. So it was a good idea on his part. But um Well, what do you guys say we move on to uh, Lovecraft Country? All right, guys. So we're going to start talking about uh, HBO's new show uh, called Lovecraft Country. Um, Love, Lovecraft Country. Jesus Christ, Greg. Come on. Get it together. Jesus. What is wrong with you? Um, Well, do you have an hour? Do you have an hour? Sorry. That was mean. (laughs) Uh, So this show is going (laughs) to be weekly, like I said. So we're only reviewing episode one. Uh, which was an hour and 10 minutes, which I was like, all right, I I'm, I'm guess I'm here for it. Um, uh, the synopsis is interesting. Uh, Josh, do you have a synopsis for the show?
0: Uh, I'm pulling it up as we sp- speak. Uh, it, basically, the series follows Tick, uh, which is short for Atticus Freeman, as he joins up with his friend Letitia and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across the 1950s Jim Crow America, in search of his missing father,
1: this um, begins a like to... struggle
0: to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft, Lovecraft paperback.
1: I would like to correct something. It's not just. Uh, it's not just uh, Letitia. It's Letitia fucking Lewis. Just yep. Yeah.
0: Well. I was just reading the premise directly <laughs> from the Wikipedia
1: entry. <laughs> um, well, I think it's easy to say that I fucking love the show already. Amen. Uh, the, uh, so I don't, I don't know what I was expecting from this. That opening shot kind of told me that the show was going to have some Lovecraftian stuff in it, but not directly. Like, it wasn't going to have actual monsters. It was just going to kind of be like, oh, the racism of the time is the Lovecraftian monster, right? That's what my thought process was. And then I was wrong. Very wrong.
0: (laughs) Don't you like being wrong in that regard?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this situation, 100%. Yeah, it's Uh, a good surprise. I mean, cause the show was like, Hey, so it's Jim Crow era. So you know that there's going to be some pretty heavy racism. So strap in. And then there was the unbelievably tense scene in the Sundown Town. Oh yeah. Mm. Actually multiple scenes that were extremely. Tense. Yeah. Like I was legit scared for them. I like the, the, they're, they're acting those three, those three people. Holy shit. If they don't win an Emmy Whoa. from this fucking show, I'm going to be mad.
0: Uh, that's that uh the guy that plays uh his uncle George that's Courtney b Vance he's a hell of an actor he's been around for a while now
1: i just did i i i wanted them to escape so bad I was so fucking worried for their safety like that's how much this drew me in and uh um i i, I didn't I legit did not expect that, that last ten minutes. I was in no way, shape, or form prepared for that.
0: I was hoping for something like that, especially after um Tick's niece uh seeing the drawings and the illustrations she had made on the maps.
1: hmm Again And I before
0: thought... we and before we bring the before we go any further, what George did is he went out on what he called guide trips and he made travel guides for black families to show them safe routes of travel, safe towns, safe restaurants.
1: This is, this is a real thing by the to way, stay. Yeah. This and it's 100% percent.
0: a real thing that happened back in that era.
1: Yeah. The because, green book.
0: But, but, because, you know, as you made allusion to a sundown town, that was a town that if you were not white after sundown, you were in trouble. Uh, which is a horrible thing to think about in these days and times. And it makes me wonder. I wonder if the town that I live in was what they would refer to as a sundown town uh, back then. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if it were. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. thing to think about.
2: The yeah. more remote you get, the more likely it is to happen.
1: Oh, I, I would
0: assume it's a high probability.
1: Um, so uh, much like uh, Watchmen, uh, which brought light to the uh, Tulsa Tulsa uh, massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this show had done the same for what sundown towns are. There are tons uh, of people going. I didn't know what a sundown town was. I'd never wow. heard. Wow. Yeah. That that and the
0: whole the the Green Book. You know, the guidebooks. I wasn't aware. I never thought that that would be a thing until last night when I watched this.
2: Really? They had a movie about it. Um, I
0: didn't see it.
2: It actually, the only reason I know about it, I didn't watch it. But there was some commentary because, again, it was very much, it was, a white savior type movie. It really right. wasn't about the, oh. the black character. It was more about his white savior, you know, and right. I didn't. Yeah. it got a lot of um, negative reviews because of that, but yeah, especially the green when book it won is, the Oscar. Yeah. People. What was good. it? Um, what, what,
0: what movie was it?
2: It's called the, the green, green book.
1: book. Oh, it's
0: actually called the green. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: It stars the guy that's uh, going to be in uh blade.
2: And it's you based a on a thing. true story.
1: Something Ali. God damn it. Okay, I'll Google. The fuck is his name? It's I'm drawing a fucking well, complete you... blank. I'm bad with names. You guys know that.
0: Um We we know, and that's why I'm going to the Googles.
1: Uh, uh but yeah, um to to utilize okay. Maarshala Ali. Myersha, that's right. God damn.
0: And Viggo Mortensen and Linda Cardellini.
1: Ooh,
0: I like her. She's tasty. I mean,
1: yeah. (laughs) Put it back in your pants. pants.
0: I got to have on pants first, Greg, to put it back in. Thank you very much.
1: Touche. Canceling the podcast. Sorry. sorry.
0: (laughs) See, now you're outvoted instead of just outright denied. Now you're outvoted. (laughs) Then I'll just quit. How about that? Nope. Nope.
2: Nobody said pants were required to do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't say either, but I didn't want to know about it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I haven't off.
0: worn pants. I haven't worn a pair of pants since March 9th, 2019. The only reason I had them on then is because I was at my friend Jason and Bethany's wedding, and that was the first time I had worn an I mean- actual pair of pants in over 10 years. If you make it sound like you're
2: going pants. around like Donald Duck with just the top on and nothing on the bottom. <laughs> that's what I do.
0: That's, the, that's what I do. I, sh- I shirt cuck it every day. Um, <laughs> damn. That's hot. No, I wear sh- I wear shorts all the time.
1: I was going to say, if we're going with semantics on the shorts versus pants thing, I haven't worn pants since I worked at AMPM in fucking last year of February. So, AMPM yeah. is anyway. a gas station for anyone who lives on the East Coast. Um, It's a West Coast specific gas station. But uh, yeah, like it got me thinking about like going into a certain town that was a sundown town. You didn't know that it was if you're a black person trying to travel and you didn't know that it was a sundown town and you just needed to get gas. Like, I can't imagine how fucking like how tense that was.
2: Well, you had to plan your trips very, very carefully. You had to make sure that you were in a safe place by the end of the day. You know, you. If you couldn't make it somewhere, you'd have to stop early, you know, just to yeah. make sure you were somewhere safe. I just,
1: you know, I can't, I can't, I, I, can't I, I can imagine it because, you know, we have TV and whatnot to make it imaginable, but I'll never understand that. I'll never, I'll never know what that feels like.
2: No. And thank God for that, because that's not something I would ever want to understand. And I, I don't want to ever relive that again And our society, but I feel like we're getting there, especially if we don't do something about Trump,
1: you know,
2: I mean, yeah. it, and the, the thing is, I don't know how much you guys know about H.P. Lovecraft, but what struck me when I started watching this is because I had no backstory for this, none whatsoever. I had not seen a trailer or anything. So I was just like, okay, Lovecraft Country, I'll watch it because I've watched all the shitty ass movies that have been made out of Lovecraft because I love Lovecraft. I've started reading his stuff in high school, found it fascinating. However, the man was a big, fat, fucking racist. I mean, there's you can't get around it. His his story pretty
0: gaunt and thin to me.
2: Oh, he was. He died of, I think, tuberculosis at a very young age. I mean, I don't know what his potential would have been if he had lived longer, if he would have changed his mind. I I don't know. We'll never know. But I, I think if he saw this right now, he would be rolling over in his grave, which just makes me laugh a little. It makes me giggle because I see this as a Lovecraft fan, a fan of what he wrote, but not a fan of the person himself. Uh, if he knew that the best adaptation of his work ever seen was featuring a black cast he would shit himself
1: oh he's literally am, like doing fucking full-on 360s in his grave right now
2: oh he is he's just turning over just he can't stop because and I think it's great he's you a know I love energy how,
1: machine right now <laughs>
2: yeah I mean I love how they they they're addressing that but they're not addressing that. I mean, because you know, again, a lot of Lovecraft stories are very. There's racist undertones to pretty much all of them, you know. And his fish people, uh, the Dunwich Horror, you know, there, there's racism just smacked all over it. So for me, this is like ha, 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 ha. you know, because it is the best thing I've ever seen an adaptation of any Lovecraftian stories ever and oh, I, I I mean it's amazing. it got an eight point two on i m d b on the first episode, which wow, that's impressive
1: yeah you know the my, last my, the, the last
2: one I watched was um I don't know if you guys saw this it was the color out of space and no, that's
0: I've not seen that
2: that's based on the Lovecraft story. I had nicholas Cage in it, and um Cheech from Cheech and Chong so uh Cheech Marion. Yeah, and it he was probably the best character in the whole thing. It was horrible. I knew it was going to be cuz first of all, Nick Cage. Nicolas Cage. Cage. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I'd never ever seen a good adaptation of Lovecraft's work until yesterday.
1: And I think that's because it's not like it's it's just utilizing things from his work that are cool. Yeah. Um I think something for me that I that I, I he's the uh he's kind of like george lucas in my mind you created this cool shit but you couldn't write for shit like from my experience i haven't read a ton of lovecraft but i don't think he's a very good writer just straight up i think that the way he describes things is kind of lazy but he created a lot of cool shit from that stuff Mm -hmm. that can be used in other stories um i mean cthulhu is a really cool fucking idea uh um I can't remember the other world that that has a name Raleigh yeah Raleigh uh that's 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 a cool idea and uh, honestly like there's been video games that have used that stuff from time to time and it's really cool um shit I know there's d and d stuff that's horror based that uses that oh, stuff. yeah
2: I yeah you know, a lot of good creators will tap into the lovecraft world you know what he created and when you talk about his writing for back then it wasn't bad (laughs) really it really wasn't because i've 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 read other authors from that time period he's not one of the worst ones by far
1: to to be fair to be fair and i I do want to say this um i uh i also don't like stephen king
2: oh no
1: I like the stories that he creates when I get to see them as movies, but I hate reading his books.
2: I am reading two Stephen King books at the moment.
1: um I think he puts way too much description in his in his stories that it bothers the shit out of me. Oh, I well, love there, it then Have you ever
0: tried to read tolkien then? <laughs> I,
1: yes, and I don't want to ever again
2: uh, Lord of the uh, Rings is one of the most boring books
1: ever. I'm sorry ever.
0: <laughs> ever. One it's like, almost the, the, as boring the action is the Bible.
1: The action sequences are like two fucking pages, <clears throat> and then the description of the goddamn forest is ten chapters. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Nine pages of a song about Limbus Bread <laughs> and Helm's Deep's three pages long.
1: It's that's yeah. And it's he so
0: still weird. managed to cram in the joke between Gimli and uh, Legolas on how many they had killed. I'm like
1: oh, oh my god. god. Um the uh the book that I, I I stopped reading like after fucking three chapters was um, uh, Cell, which is, I don't know if you've read it, but it's the one where like a, all the cell phones turn people into like primal. I've read it. Okay. I've read uh, all of Stephen King's things. <laughs> do you remember the part in the book where um, the first thing attacks him and he grabs the, the kitchen knife that he remembers from his childhood home? And stabs the person, and then and then's like he, it's it's a fucking like whole page description on how hot the fucking blood was. Yeah, I'm being I'm being facetious. It wasn't a whole page, but it I was mean, way you know, too much description.
2: I think I don't know if this is a, a male female brain thing, but I have found that typically uh, more male brain people do not like descriptive text. That I guess maybe they want to make it all up in their imagination. Women tend to like more descriptive text that, because that we like to case. know, you know, if she's wearing a brocade, yellow canary silk dress. You know, I mean, th- this is stuff we like to know because we build up more of an image in our head. Yeah. And I think for guys, you're just like, you want the story the the image is not as important to you because women, we talk a lot. And we are very descriptive people. So for me, that's not a problem. But I, I, I've seen my husband say similar things about some of his books. Um, he's also not a fan of Anne Rice for that reason. I love Anne Rice. She is very descriptive. Uh, but, yeah, I've read everything by Stephen King. I, I love the man. We have a lot in common. The
0: Dark well. Tower.
2: The Worst oh. movie ever. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I will. I refuse to watch the movie, but it's my favorite book series.
2: Oh, I love the books. Love the I, books. Uh, movie sucked.
1: Again, that's that's my whole argument right there about about like. For me, I I, I really if I want to read a book, I can't have that much description in it. It's just it's got to be more about the story. And Lovecraft was a lot about the description. He was a lot about what things look like and and how the you know how how creatures existed in the world it's like can you just tell me what the fuck people are going through and doing right now like why yeah. why are we so and
2: you know part of the reason why is because look at the time he lived in we didn't have tvs back then we barely had radio you know i mean yeah. the, it was a
0: it's an excellent storytelling
2: storytelling back then was kind of like a family affair it's like with charles dickens works they used to come out in a you know like weekly paper and people in the family, they get it. They come home, and everybody would read it together as a family. That's what you did, you know. HP Lovecraft was not a family read, of course, but he—he's very much a product of his age and time yeah, when I get it that. comes to writing.
0: Something that you said though strikes me, Greg, is you wouldn't enjoy playing D and D. No. Um, because because a lot of times it's heavy on description, mm-hmm. like setting the scene. This is the t- you step into a chamber. It's a vast chamber, and there's
2: there's fog. You know, the and air, there's, fog the there's
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the thick and heavy. And this a, and DM,
2: a good DM is going to be very descriptive and set that. scene you
1: in your mind. I'm going to disagree with you because I've played D and D in the past, and I've um there's a difference. If the person is spending 20 minutes describing the dungeon, I'm out. That's the difference.
2: But that description might be very important to your gameplay.
1: Or if, Unless he's giving me what I need. If he's giving me the information I need for the sake of, of uh, solving the puzzle or doing whatever is necessary for the, for the, the, the situation at hand, then that's fine. But if he's describing like, way too much detail and it spends 20 minutes describing the dungeon, I'm I'm not interested. Um <laughs> like it again it depends on the DM because I've played D D where I've really enjoyed it and I've played it where I've really hated it, but that's nine times out of ten because the DM's a dick or not. So yeah. Um I don't again and I can't I can't emphasize this enough. If if Stephen King had just said in that scene that I that I bring up all the time he stabbed the guy with the knife. He felt it go in very quickly, like it didn't have any resistance. The blood immediately squirted onto his hand like he had squeezed a bottle of ketchup, and it was a lot hotter than regular blood, almost felt like it was burning his hand. Fine. Totally fine with that. That's not how he Really?
0: It. Really? That's very a boring description to me.
2: I want to know how How it is felt. that boring? Well, again, I want to know how he felt when that happened because if you've never stabbed somebody, first time you do in that type of situation, how did you feel when that happened? Again, maybe that's the psychologist in me. Well, I don't I'm,
1: I'm not. Oh, again, <laughs> in, again, in in my in my brief exp- explanation, I didn't I didn't bring up the the feeling. But if you want the next paragraph to be about how he felt about it, fine. But we're also in an action sequence. Like he's barricading a door and he's trying to fight off and figure out where he needs to go to survive. And like, why do you want me to pause during an action sequence and, and talk about how he felt? Like, let's get to that later. Like slow motion. I hate that. Fucking hate that. It's so boring.
2: I'm a very descriptive writer. (laughs) I think Josh has read enough of my posts at this point. He probably knows that. Mm
1: hmm because I, 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 I want
2: I want people to understand how I'm feeling you know I want you to to have a form of sympathy. you can't have empathy unless you're going through it or have experienced it yourself but a a deeper form of sympathy and I think being descriptive can do that but maybe not to everybody maybe it's not you know it's not everybody's cup of tea
1: to and me get that. i'm I'm gonna say this if you write a book and you say like it made me feel like as if my father yelled at me for something I didn't do. I get it. And that's the empathy I'm going to have for you. You don't have to go into 18 different paragraphs to explain your, your feelings towards something for me to feel the empathy.
2: Oh, well, I wouldn't do that. That's over description.
1: But you know. I'm, I'm also being facetious when I say 18 paragraphs. But yeah. my, my point is, is I don't need a lot to, to get the feeling or idea that you're trying to uh, uh, convey to me. I I don't need all that. Um maybe that's well, just don't. the way my brain works, I don't know, but like that's it's it's just not necessary. Like if you say it's a dungeon that is uh has moss growing on it and it's and it, the the walls are stone. Oh. Um you notice that some stones are oddly colored um and there's a few shapes on the ground. I then want to go, "Okay, what what do the shapes look like and where are they in the room?" Then you tell me that. And I go, "Okay, so um on the walls, how many like on the wall that we're facing, how many stones are discolored? And you go, There's eight discolored stones. That's what well, I want okay. versus that, the DM just spending fucking 20 minutes describing the room.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: that's if you're playing D D and that is something that you can interact with. You're not interacting with the author of a book of a story, so they put those details in for okay, to and in be that regard accurately descriptive. And in so, that
1: regard, if you spend more time explaining to me how you feel than the sequence that's happening in the, in the, in the story, then I I've lost interest. If, if I'm talking to you and, and we go to the, to the point of like talking about a, a, um, an experience you had as a kid and you start explaining to me, uh, that it it had everything to do with like, different emotions and you spend 20 minutes, my brain is going to wander. It's it's not going to pay attention to you because you've taken too long to to grab me. Um, all you had to say was a few things for me to, to understand where you're coming from and to feel empathy for you. Um, or even if it's just a description of something in a book. Um, I think this is why I kind of like young adult novels more than I like regular novels because they don't spend that much time on, on describing how someone feels. Um, It was really funny to me because my dad uh, would sit there and talk about how um, when, when reading uh, uh, um, the hunger games uh, he kind of like, he's a little bit like you guys where there wasn't enough description for him where I picked up all the description. We had a conversation about it and he was just like, I don't know how Katniss felt in this situation. I was like, she felt loneliness. She felt that she was lost in that situation because of this and that, and this and that. And he was like, how'd you pick that up? And I said, I, I got enough information. I got enough information to assert, to assess that that information. Hmm. I'm very much like, uh, I'll give you another example of where, where my brain goes with this. Mass Effect 3's ending. Um, I picked up everything that was, that was that was needed. And I had a, bu- a couple friends ask me, like, well, what did this mean and what did that mean and why didn't they do this? Why didn't they tell me this exactly? And I went, they didn't need to. The information was there. Um, and they were like, well, where? And I said, it was in the second game in this particular scene. They told you. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to remember that by the third game? I was like, you played the fucking second game, did you not? And then, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then there you go. <laughs> and uh, and then they came out because people complained about it. That enough information wasn't given at the end, they came out with an ending sequence that added on all that stuff. Guess who was right the entire time? You. So that's I think that's why I don't need all that stuff because i You're I like very to read, good at
2: filling in between the lines. Yeah, you know, you're good much.
1: at reading. Not
0: everybody the lines. not everybody is good at that though.
1: And that's fine. I'm not saying that everybody needs to, but when I say I don't like reading Stephen King, I don't, mm. I don't really need like what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know? Um,
2: oh, no, it just, I'm not saying that at all. I know you're not. I I'm know you're not. I'm heavily a Stephen King fan. But again, I think a lot of that for me personally goes back to my nightmare disorder because that's something that he and I have in common. A lot of the stories that we have are based on the nightmares that we have. Yeah, so that, I, that 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 draws me to him. I, I'm just I love the man personally. I think he's amazing and awesome, but I understand why people
1: wouldn't. I absolutely do. That's all I'm getting at. Like, I, I don't want Stephen King to stop writing. I think he is a great story builder. I think when when he creates something, it's really well crafted for the most part. There's been a couple stories that aren't great, but um, and I'll like a new movie comes out that he wrote. Or that he wrote the book of, I'll fucking watch it because it'll probably be great. Uh, but not, not always. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of also true. Um, you, you, but, you can't uh,
0: take you can't take multi-thousand-page well, epic seven-novel story yeah. and make an eighty-eight-minute movie.
1: No, I agree. You can't. Um, that's it's also depressing. why I said. That's why I said uh, probably be great because.
2: But here we have this Lovecraft adaptation. Um, you, Greg, have read some Lovecraft. So you and, and Josh, you've seen things. You know, we've, we've all been at one point or another introduced to Lovecraft's dimension. Um, how do you feel about the monsters?
1: I didn't think that the Shegoth looked like that. I thought it was more of a blob.
2: Yeah, Jeff was not happy either, so I was very curious to get y'all's opinion. How did you feel, Josh?
1: Well, considering that I've never read
0: any Lovecraft before, and the only thing I knew about anything Lovecraftian was Cthulhu, whatever those things were supposed to be at the end, I thought were badass, and I loved the way they looked, and I loved how vicious they were.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I was going to clarify. The- I, wasn't, I wasn't upset by it. Um I just thought they looked different in my mind.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that was Jeff's opinion as well. He was like, "I that's not what they look like when I read it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, you know, I totally get that. But I think for the sequence that we were having at that moment, they had to be that kind of creature. And I think they did a brilliant job um, depicting something that would horrify a person. What if I you think- encountered it, especially, you know, if you got bit by one, oh my God. <laughs> what I think, and, what I think uh,
1: they're doing that's really cool for this show is they're utilizing these creatures in more of a mythic way where the description of what we think they look like is going to be different than how they actually look.
0: Exactly, and you could equate that, well, it just looked like a blob with a lot of eyes, as somebody seeing this in a brief encounter, and they can't really adequately adequately describe what they saw, so they just say it was a blob-like thing, Yeah, Yeah. because it was moving so fast.
1: How would you describe
2: that? that? I mean, really, I mean, it's like your brain's got to try and make sense of this, first of all, and it's going to reject it. You know it is. I, know you know, I did not see that. I did not see that. So, you know, yeah. I, and again, I, that's the whole great thing about this is it is an adaptation, is not a straight up rip of one of his stories. You right. know, because if it was a rip of one of his stories, it probably wouldn't go well. But being able to just take the whole universe that he created and make a story within it yourself, that's what people should be doing. Yeah. We uh
1: we talked about it on the podcast before that um adaptations, remakes, especially adaptations, and and um reimaginings should never ever ever be exactly like the source material. Mm-mm, because no. a a it's a fucking different medium, so it has to change. Um and I think that for me, the best types of adaptations or reimaginings is this. I love the idea of taking something that we already know that is in that. Realm of of um, not copyrightable shit because it's too old. Um, public domain. Public domain. Thank you. My brain was like, I cannot find the words. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of pay, of taking something you know, that is well known. Public domain. More, if you enjoy description more, you would description more. You know what words to use. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> punch you into the goddamn moon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How long does it take a plane to get here? <laughs>
1: it's five hours. I've done it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm two hours from an airport, sir. So I've got seven hours to prepare. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I want to see this.
1: <laughs> hey, I'll wear my mask, I
2: promise. <laughs> I'll
1: just create the world's really? longest Rube Goldberg device.
2: <laughs> but just, yeah, the adaptations, that's you can't do the same thing because then it's not an adaptation
1: yeah you know, that, that's exactly what i love about this then show it's a translation
0: better. and then it's boring to me
2: yeah. yeah you know and again that's one of the things where people have failed time and time again because it is in the public domain and so you have small budget people who also love lovecraft trying to make these movies out of his you know stories and you can't you can't do certain things because, again, if you read Lovecraft, um, one of the ways they did things back then is they left names blank. I'm not sure what was going on with that. Personally, I know that this was something very common that authors did. And I, I, I'm i not sure why I can't say for sure why this happened. But, you know, so you've got you don't want to take a straight up adaptation because, again, like you said, he's he's very descriptive and you're not going to be able to make it into what he's he had in mind. You'll never achieve right. it. Right. So, but if you make an adaptation, you know, you don't have to be very strict into that story. You can go so many places and make it so much better.
1: Yeah. What I think is interesting also is I, I kind of read about it last night after watching the episode, because I didn't watch it until last night. Um, uh, The book that it's based on, is a series of like eight stories, different different slightly interconnected stories. Um but apparently like the first or second story in the book is what this entire season's based off of. Oh, cool. I don't know to what extent, but yeah.
2: So is an anthology? Is it an anthology or is it just one author?
1: The book is kind of an anthology um because each each like it's got eight stories in it and they interconnect that's what it said it said it interconnects but i again i don't know how i want to read the book now but um unless it has too much description uh that's right i can rip on myself too guys what what up now <laughs> um, yeah it just said like it just said that and i was reading I was, I was reading descriptions and i remember seeing the names of the characters in the show in one of the stories so i don't know okay. exactly cuz i kind of stopped i was like if i ever read the book or if it, i don't want it to spoil the show for me so
2: Well, there are a lot of um, anthologies and um, collaborations of Lovecraftian-inspired stories, and I've read several of those, not all of them, because there's a ton, but I tend to like those better than Lovecraft's actual stories. Um, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Lovecraft stories is called The Cats of Alter, and... um, I don't see how they could blend it into this, but basically a kitten gets murdered and the cats take revenge. <laughs> so oh, it, it, yeah, it was an awesome story. I love that story. I actually have a painting in my room that I did of it and it's got all my cats in it. So <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but that's one of my that favorite. That was one of
0: his, fun. that was one of his earlier stories too. It Yeah. Appears.
2: It's a and it's a shorter story, and it's it's always been one of my favorites. Um, Color Out of Space was one of my favorite stories, and then they ruined it with that Nicolas Cage movie. I was like, oh no, because I thought, oh, you could really do this. This could be so
1: well done.
2: Nope.
0: Quick, how to ruin a movie adaptation in two words? Nicolas.
2: Nicolas Cage.
1: Cage. Uh, and, uh, you know what? It might be better. <laughs> Depends Have on the story. Have you seen Ghostwriter? Oh, I have. Yeah, That's horrible. Ugh. That was here's horrible. The, here's my argument. Here's my argument. I love B movies. I love movies that are so bad they're fun, and a lot of his B movies are fun because they're bad. Watching well, The Wicker Man and yeah. him just like it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Ghostwriter, it's it kind of skirts it a little bit. Like there's some really funny scenes in that. The sequel is terrible. It's not watchable. No. Um, there's a sequel. Oh, yeah. oh, unfortunately. Oh, oh yeah. No. Don't know how or why it got made, but um, because so I would argue that,
0: that Ghost Rider would be good. They went on opening weekend to Greenlight a green lot of sequel.
1: <sighs> I'll give I'll give an example, Betty, of something that I thought should have been more of a silly comedy, boo movie sort of thing, and that's the um, uh, Karate Kid TV show. I would drawn a blank. Um, <laughs> Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Fuck you. I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> He likes it because it's 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 more serious than anything else. It's it's a story of the bully from the first movie that was bullying Daniel. Daniel Larusso. Daniel Larusso was
0: the bully. I'm sorry, Johnny Lawrence was the flawed hero.
1: Okay. okay. Whatever. Anyway, the point the point I'm getting at is the the concept of Karate Kid is a silly concept to begin with. To make a very serious series based on that silly movie was such a weird concept to me but that's what they did and I don't like it for it like why is karate still even a big deal regardless in today's day and age it doesn't make any fucking sense and I was like I, I uh, the reason I discipline self respect and self defense Greg God, well, I didn't say karate's not a good thing I said having a show based around it as fashion is a bad thing there was one on
2: Disney Channel I think um, Also about kids who take karate Um, Can't remember The name of it though we used to watch it All the time when Lydia was little Uh, But yeah Karate I, as a parent I Lydia was in karate For a short period of time I do think that It, it does help teach children Discipline I think that's the only reason why it's still Around at this point and you know, nobody Actually is a black belt who's going to Kick your ass on the streets You know they stay in there for a couple of years, get their yellow belt and move on, you know, but they learned some discipline while they were at it.
1: Yeah. I it's, it's, it's more of like the, the con, the, the the premise of Karate Kid is um, uh, Daniel finds a mentor, gets trained and then goes to an actual karate tournament. That's a big deal. Yeah.
2: I've seen it. <laughs> and then,
1: well, and then, and then in this show, which takes place, you know, some odd amount of years into the future because all the characters that were in that are now adults and they have kids and whatnot. Karate is still a big deal. In 2000, it, like, it, fucking. Really wasn't,
0: it really wasn't, though. It's just in there. They're trying to make it a big deal once again.
1: We're not reviewing fucking Cobra Kai. I just don't like it because it didn't do what I think would have been a better uh, example of an adaptation from something silly like that. Um, that's the whole point I'm getting at. Uh, I think that when it comes to, um, when it comes to making an adaptation of something that is kind of goofy to begin with, um, it's more entertaining and more fun to me to have it be different than the source material by a lot. Um, so taking Lovecraftian monsters taking the concept of them and going to a, a, a realm of uh, like using it in this fashion, I think was a really good idea. It's, it's different enough from what Lovecraft wrote. It's different enough. These monsters might not exist in a fashion of like they're from another dimension. They might just exist in this world.
2: Well, I'm going to be very curious to see how they, they tie in his mother to this uh, Lovecraftian family because there's some children of the fucking corn, you know. I mean, yeah. straight up walked right out of a Nordic fairy tale, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed. So where does his mother fall in this?
1: Very, very much Hitler's wet dream. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. not been Shapiro's growling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So
2: I am very curious to see how this is where this is going to go with that storyline, because, again, the whole thing, knowing that he was a racist and knowing that these stories all had a racist connotation to them underlying wise, I'm very curious to see how they're going to tie this in. And I love it. The first episode, I thought, was just fantastic. So I'm very excited about the rest of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it too. I was fascinated. I thought it was it was uh very intriguing and you don't see things done like this on a regular basis. It's like, okay, actually name dropping and showing HP Lovecraft and showing one of his books and talking about the types of monsters and then boom, here they are in the real world setting. That's just fascinating to me. So I really want to see where they go with this. I'm excited to Watch the next
1: episode. Mm-hmm. It's also extremely satisfying to watch uh, uh, his monsters eat a bunch of racists. That was
2: oh, that was fabulous.
1: Yeah, wonderful. I love it.
0: Actually, you know, uh, was it more just dismembering them and not so much as eating them?
1: Yeah, well, right. I mean semantics. At this point, I just liked it. You know.
2: <laughs> well, I, but, you know yeah. what I gather from it is that the the children of the corn have control over these things. And they were saving him. That's my theory.
0: Cool.
1: You know, yeah, because I mean, when they had the flares out and there was a the whistle and they all went away. Yeah,
2: you know, because they didn't attack them, but they did the racist cops. So, you know, but he was also, saved and he made it to his long lost family home.
1: I, I honestly believe that a lot of the... Um, um, a lot of the stuff that he experienced in in Korea during the Korean War um, relates back to the dream he had and uh, meeting somebody because when that woman stopped the, uh, the racist from shooting at them and had like some kind of weird barrier that flipped over her car, like he recognized her and he was like, go, let it go. I don't
2: think he recognized her so much as he was shocked that a white woman just saved his ass. Yeah. I, I mean, think, that's how I, I felt watching the scene. I, th- I felt like he was shocked, you know, because, again, when he know the door of the family, the guy who opened the door, that's obviously her brother.
1: Well, I agree with you, but I think, I think he recognized her to some, in some degree only because that call that happened earlier where he, he was talking to the girl and she said, like, you went back home, didn't you? You shouldn't have. And he hung up the phone real quick. Like, he knows something. There's something there that's, that's knowledgeable to him from the Korean War.
2: See, to me, that speaks of, (laughs) this is just how I look at it, because what I know of history, and even still today, sadly, is um, South Koreans' own racism when it comes to black people. And if he had a girl there, and maybe he left her while she was pregnant, he just screwed her. You know, she has nothing at that point, if she's in South Korea, because there... They were very, very racist back then. They are still kind of racist today. You know, when it comes to a Korean having a child with a black person, they do not like that. You have a lot of um, children in their foster care and adoption system who are mixed because of how taboo it is within their society.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but I I just, I don't, I don't know. There's something telling me that there's, there's something more there that like. There is. Something regarding his dad and what he experienced in Korea. And there's something supernatural there. And I, I, I don't know, but I think that's why when he saw that woman, he was scared. I don't think he knows her, but I think there's something that he recognizes.
2: Maybe he's dreamed about her.
0: I think it was just he recognized the car because, you know, the one guy he went and talked to said his dad got in a silver sedan with somebody.
1: Yeah. Oh, it might be that too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think he, it's just that. I think and he's he shocked to, just
0: to see stop. a white lady get out of it.
2: Yeah. And just stand there and not, you know,
1: yeah. Well, his, I mean, his uncle, you know, his uncle was, you know, very dismissive of the drawings on that map where he wasn't. He was not dismissive of those. He was just like, you know, you want to go to this spot? Well, this is, you know, look at the map. Like, here's a thing. And he was knowledgeable in Shikots. So
2: Well, and that's the thing. He's obviously read Lovecraft. Lovecraft true, has true. written things in this universe. He has read them. Um, for another, if he is part of the fish people, uh, part of the dumb witch horror type family, he's probably got some sort of innate ability to sense things. Yeah, True. especially the supernatural which they are dealing with which is very much a part of you know Stephen King or not Stephen King Lovecraft's thing. So uh I think that if he is one of those people then he's probably gotten an an intuition that other people don't have that his uncle George doesn't have. He got that from his mama.
1: Yeah. I I yeah you're right. Um, am I That's again my I'm I'm like we're speculating a lot, but there's definitely something extra there that will, will it will be revealed. Um, it'd be fucking nuts if it wasn't him at all, and he just wasn't a skeptic. But it turned out that that uh, Letty was, um, sorry, Letitia fucking Williams, uh, not Williams, Lewis, Lewis. Jesus, Letitia fucking Lewis. Uh, that she's part of those fish people. That she's she has like it's her that is important, not him.
2: That would be interesting. Um, I've seen one series this year already that's played out a story like that. Uh
1: I, I want the unexpected. I was unex- I yeah. hadn't. I was unexpected by the ending of this episode, and I want that to continue. This is going to be this year's Watchmen. Like I'm so fucking excited to watch the whole thing now, and I know that it, every fucking Sunday I'm going to be like, "Let's go, let's fucking watch." I'm <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm
2: very excited to see where it goes. Again, this is. I thought the first episode was fabulous. It had me totally entranced. I you know, didn't want to stop it. You know, at any point I didn't want to take my eyes away cuz I was afraid I might miss something. So, yeah, it definitely hooked me. I liked it.
1: Yeah. I don't think uh yeah. I don't think we need to give a grade. Um I want to give a grade at the end of the show at the end of the season if you guys are okay with that. Unless you want to give every episode a grade.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know.
1: Uh, we we could from the
2: start I mean, I'll give you a first starting grade of an A+. plus. Absolutely. Same
0: here. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Uh, wonderful. I, I want to rewatch it. And I'm going to rewatch it again when Misty gets off work this evening with her.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, cause because Jeff she got... didn't
0: watch it with me. She was working yesterday when I watched it. I'd actually started watching it yesterday morning. and Greg sent me a message. He's like, fall guys. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So. And then I went back and watched it afterwards.
2: See, we watched fun. it on my computer, on my laptop. So Jeff sat on the couch with me and we put it on my laptop and watched it. And yeah, we were both just blown away. It was really good.
1: Um, I, uh, I was going to watch it yesterday um, afternoon. Like I was, I have to go downstairs. I can't be in my room because of the heat. Mm-hmm. And um I was gonna watch it on my phone, and then I realized that the Hulu account that I have, which is not mine, I'm not gonna say whose it is, um, I can't log on to it on my phone. <laughs> and then I was like, "What if I get a HBO Max subscription? Oh, it's only a week free, and then I gotta pay fifteen dollars a month. Really, don't have that right now. So, guess I'm gonna wait till I hit my Xbox. <laughs> so I uh, didn't watch it until like almost midnight.
0: Oh, you could, because uh... you had to be in your room and you have an HBO Max subscription on your Xbox.
1: No, I have a friend's uh, Hulu account. Oh, used... my bad,
0: my bad, my bad.
1: Sorry, right. I mean whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, it's... I know what
0: you're talking about now.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. it was it's just funny. So I came upstairs around like 8:30 last night and played a bunch of Fall Guys with just just my buddy. And then uh, when we hopped off, I watched the episode and I. I had, like, because I, I don't know if I've described this to you, buddy, but because of my ADD, I'm able to do two things at once. Um, I kind of have to do two things at once. That also might be why the description thing throws me off. It says I just get distracted. Just my brain wanders every time. But anyway, um, uh, I had a stream up that I was watching while watching Lovecraft, and I literally had to shut off the stream because Lovecraft just grabbed me so hard. Oh, Lovecraft yeah. Actually.
2: I mean, being a mom, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah we have to multitask a lot too. So uh, yeah, I do that a lot as well. I'll be reading the news while also watching something on YouTube. You know, yeah. if it really grabs me, I'll have to stop one or the other to focus on it completely. But yeah, I, there was nothing else going on for me while I was watching Lovecraft. Cause yeah, it, it was good. It was
1: that good. Yeah, the same, yeah exactly. There was, um, there's a really nice touch to a, um, an old picture that they did in the show. Like it's a one-to-one picture. It's the one with the neon sign that says uh, colored entrance only or something like that. Yeah. And the, the woman walks out in a white dress and, and bends down to her daughter. Like there's a real picture like that.
2: Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. I mean, again, the the whole way they've tied this together. I think it's brilliant. I think it's yeah, I th-
1: brilliant. I don't know if every episode's going to deal with it, but having having this take place in the Jim Crow era and having it centered around Black people is so fucking smart. So goddamn smart. Yeah. And I know it's going to, as much as fucking Watchmen pissed off a ton of people, this is also going to piss off a ton of people, and I love it. Oh, fuck those, people, those, people. those people deserve to be pissed off. Yeah, I Watchmen. don't care about them. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying, that I love that it's going to. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> no, fuck those people. Oh, I don't need you. you know?
1: Yeah, We don't need you in society. Go fucking live on Epstein Island for all I care. Um, Ew. <laughs> well, that's why I put them there. Because they're the same type of yeah. people. Pedophiles and racists are the same to me. You can't yeah. tell me otherwise. Disgusting uh, creatures. That's what they are. They're Lovecraftian creatures. And on that note, we're going to call this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to call it? Um... Greg can't remember shit about shit. There you go. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, just like all the others.
1: Uh, I'm uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I almost said Betty. Thank you for being here, but you're going to be here every episode now. So
2: I am.
1: Yeah, this is uh, very exciting because, good lord, do you bring a lot to the table? Good well, lord, thank you.
2: I love talking about this stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well we had a we had a great little conversation right in the middle of that that I wasn't expecting, and that was apparently my distaste of over descriptive things. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works.
2: Everybody, I don't, and, and, uh, uh, don't just want to clarify
1: forget. to anybody who liked Go ahead. Who liked? Go ahead. I was gonna say to everybody listening. I don't think that books that do a lot of description shouldn't exist. I want you to understand <laughs> that very clear. I am 100% for it. I just don't want to read it. That's all. That's all it is. me lazy.
2: Just be descriptive um, about the right things. Like Moby Dick. You know, you don't want to read Moby Dick because who needs to read that much about whales? Who needs to be that descriptive about the whole thing, about <laughs> an angry man chasing a whale? I, sorry, it's one of the most boring books in the world. I
1: hated reading
2: it. So, yeah.
1: yeah it's bad. Uh, the <laughs> workbook, the worst book I ever read in my life, and it might tie into what we talked about earlier, is uh, "Catcher in the Rye." I fucking hate that book.
2: Oh, I was actually thinking about that while you were talking. I was going to ask you if you'd read "Catcher in the Rye." I like that book. I did not like yeah, the I Old
0: Man and the Sea.
2: I thought the Old Man and the Sea was one of the most boring books I'd ever read. The Old Man and
0: one? the Sea is super depressing. It oh my is. god.
2: I hated that book. Did um, you ever watched the movie? No. Why would well, I? I hated the book. I read the book in ninth grade for AP English. I was like, "Why are you torturing us? What is this?" I so hated no.
1: Catcher. I hated Catching the Rye because it was fucking five hundred pages of a whiny asshole.
2: Yeah, well, teenagers are whiny assholes.
1: Yeah, I don't want to. Don't. Uh, never again. <laughs>
2: I've got one. I've raised several.
1: So <laughs> I, I, I remember reading that as a teenager in tenth grade, going, "I hate holding Goffield with an unfucking dying passion." I hate. He this
2: had girl. some major issues. <laughs> he definitely had some major issues.
1: Oh, so oh, and it was just like it was so much of him, just like, "Well, now I'm I'm grumpy about this, and I don't like that," and I'm like, "Am I reading a fucking diary?" And Frank was a better writer than you. Fucking, what's happening here?
2: Hey, you know he was like the Luke Skywalker of his time. <laughs> I just pissed off a bunch of Star Wars fans. Oh,
1: you're not wrong. The Skywalker's <laughs> no, the whiniest bunch of fucking people. He is everybody, a whiny everybody every
0: every Star Wars fan worth his salt knows that Luke and the New Hope was one whiny bitch.
2: Oh, he was. But,
0: but credit where credits due. He had a second nuts on him because. Uh-huh. Uh, he he, he just did not care. No, I don't think it was testosterone I, so much. I mean, he had some serious courage about him.
1: I still bring this up about A New Hope. Are you really having the girl who just lost her entire fucking planet console you over a man you met twenty minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Is this happening? Uh, he knew he knew Kenobi
0: for a long time. He just you know didn't get to hang out with him much because of family influence.
2: Me 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 me. The girl but, lost
1: yeah. her whole planet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: we won't even discuss how sexist Star Wars is, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh.
0: There's a discussion we should have one day. Absolutely. I mean, the entire first trilogy. The entire first trilogy, other than Carrie Fisher, how many women had a speaking role in the entire first trilogy?
2: It's some bullshit. The whole (laughs) thing is bullshit. I'm not a Star Wars fan. And people may hate me for saying that, but it, it's one of the most unimaginative things that I can think of. I just don't like it. No. Oh, we're I having this
0: it.
1: discussion eventually.
0: Oh, <laughs> I look forward to it.
2: Oh, we're going to get some hate mail.
1: That's all We're going to get some hate mail. I don't get think we're getting shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you stupid I bitch, don't... you don't know what you're talking about. I was get on.
0: Won't be the first time. Well, I just wanted to say, remind everybody, tune in to TMI Daily on the TMI Hollywood Facebook page on Tuesday, the 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, and you'll be able to catch us on there. Uh, We're very excited about that opportunity. Um, But, yeah, before we get out of here, also... As your weekly reminder, hit the links down below. Follow us on all the social medias and everything. And if you want to follow us individually, as for myself, I'm under my regular name on Facebook. You can find me there. and Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's linked there. Other shows you can catch me on are on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel, and those are Figabangin' every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and MPSP Theater every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's me. Hey, Betty, where can people find you if they want to follow you online?
2: If they want to follow me online, they can find me on Facebook under Betty Badger Ogletree. And it's spelled just how it sounds. Ogletree. And the only one. You can't miss me.
0: <laughs> nice. There aren't many hey. of us. <laughs> hey, Greg, what about you, man?
1: Hey, you can find me on social all social medias under Trevor Um The uh, Probably after this heat wave and we f- start going into the fall, I think we'll start planning um, some Jackbox streams, possibly. Yeah. But not, not for a hot minute, not for a while. And, Betty, have you ever played the Jackbox games? No. You um, would enjoy them. You would.
0: And They're- that's the thing. Even though, you know, you don't have to have the game to play it. you nope. uh, As long as you have a cell phone, laptop, PC, whatever, you can log in and play along for free.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, they're party games and they're a lot of fun. We we would do them a couple times a month and have a
1: blast. So.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love playing games. So.
1: Um, yeah, one of one of the one of the most popular games is called Quiplash where you'll get a prompt on your phone and you have to give the funniest answer you can think of. Oh. And then you and some other player you don't know got the same prompt and so it puts both up on screen and everyone votes on which one they think is the funniest.
2: Oh, like Cars of Humanity on telephone.
1: Yeah, Essentially. You, get, you get to come up with the answer instead of picking yeah. one out of your hand. Uh, there's a bunch of other games that we play. Like I know that um, Fibbage is really fa- uh, really popular and that one is that they'll give you a fact, some obtru- obtuse weird fact you've never heard of uh, with one piece missing. And you have to give a lie that you think is closest to the truth or that will trick others to voting for yours. And then everybody's answers pop up on screen and you have to suss out the correct one just by like looking at them going which one sounds correct and you get points for it and then you get points for anyone that picks yours your interesting fit. uh yeah, they're a lot of fun yeah and there's 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 six packs out right now they have a seventh one coming this fall and we usually have like a solid 10 that we love going to all the time Awesome. Like Murder Murder Trivia Party is a trivia game where if you get the question wrong, you have to play a mini-game whether you live or die. And, <laughs>
2: then at,
1: and then at the end, when one person is left, you all play a basically a trivia racing game to try to escape the house. Oh wow. Well, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's it's really fun. But um yeah, I'm excited for seven because uh they've announced the packs, but they have also Quiplash three coming to it. So that's I'm very excited for that because we all know equip two is getting old because they keep getting the same fucking prompts. Or other prompts we've gotten already. Anyway, regardless, if you want to follow us, follow me on Twitch. I know I say this every episode, do that because when we go live, we'll hit up all the social medias that uh and we'll probably put out an ad beforehand and it'll we'll go live. Um, but uh, you know what we should do one day, Josh, is is basically create a all queued up for Twitch.
0: Uh, absolutely, we'll we'll get on that. Yeah. uh because now with streamyard um they've added the implement where you can record to multiple places so, Oh shit, okay. Yeah, I can link it directly to Twitch.
1: That's we could awesome. um,
0: you know, in theory if we wanted to, we could go live on Twitch and you know, have the replay on YouTube, but I don't like doing that. No. I'm just saying the option is
1: there. No, that's great. Uh, but yeah, guys, I think the, you know that's, that's it for us this week. Uh, next week we're going to be, uh, just shooting the shit. It's a, all oh, it's a, it's a, um, uninhibited. Don't know why I was drawing a blink on that. And then the following week we're going to talk about, uh, uh, tales on- from the loop tales from the loop. I had loop in my head. Like I can remember the first part and, um, boy season two, the first three episodes. Um, no,
0: because that doesn't come out until the fourth.
1: Oh, I thought it came out at the end of this month
0: no it comes out september 4th
1: okay so we're just doing tales from the loop um well do you guys want to add into that to to, uh in two weeks from now the uh video game documentary show do do both of those the high score
0: that you wanted to talk about yeah we can do that
1: i'm very excited about that show i want to like i know that a lot of the stuff is animated too which is kind of cool um i don't think interviews are but i think like descriptive aspects have animated stuff anyway it looks fucking bad um So yeah, check out High Score on on Netflix and check out uh, Tales from the Loop on Amazon. Um, Join us next week when we'll shoot the shit. We'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Uh, Maybe Betty's distaste of Star Wars. Um, (laughs) um, But uh, again, thank you guys for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time.
2: Bye, everybody.